Hello and welcome to Ram Jack and the quest for the secret seasonings. Greetings, everyone. I'm Alex, and joining me for Ram Jack today is our good friend and our co-host Brad. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Ah. That's right. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, we just got out of Halloween, and that was a good time. Lots of tales to fill you guys in because stuff has happened between now and then. We have, we have been recorded until before. Doesn't matter, guys. Halloween happened, and it's a fun time. Now we're getting into Thanksgiving. And you might be asking yourself, after last week's chill episode, what are you going to do now? What's got... We got a Thanksgiving episode to go over, kind of. Yes, yes. Also, uh, we should let you know, uh, uh, we're recording on election day, so oh, yeah. if, uh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe we sound uh, um, hopeful or terrified or unaware of what's going to happen next, that's why. Cautiously optimistic. I, I mean, I, I, that probably describes me, but um, we shall see how things go tonight. Oh my god, I just saw it come up on the television screen that the Florida um, Senate race is like one point <laughs> dividing Bill Nelson and Rick Scott. Wow. Yeah. That's close. Record turnout in some uh, cases for... Uh, it's pretty It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Pretty nuts. Guys, I, I know I didn't speak coherently earlier. We're going to be watching an episode of Amazing Stories that's titled Thanksgiving. Yes. Just so that... Yeah, I didn't have a stroke. I didn't just say strange words and almost didn't make a complete sentence. That's what we're watching later, and it's it's a good time. Yeah, Where did you find yeah, Amazing Stories? I forgot it existed. Yeah, I I just I was just trying to find uh, Thanksgiving uh, television episodes, and uh, I was actually looking to see if there was a Twilight Zone um, hmm. that was Thanksgiving related, but I but that came up in my Google results first. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I haven't seen enough of Amazing Stories, like their larger canon, to really. Uh, pin it somewhere but i mm-hmm. it it has the vibe of like a twilight zone but with less of a creepy yeah twilight zone like, purposefully tries to creep you out a little bit where amazing stories the opening is like let's take you through storytelling throughout all of human history up to specifically the late 80s early 90s yeah well it's produced by steven spielberg oh, yeah. and it really feels like uh, a twilight zone like from steven spielberg because everything's it's it's not yeah it's everything's happy and fun and yeah, Spielbergy, but weird. Very weird. But we'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun time. Brad, where do we begin? What's going on? Fill us in on that Floridian lifestyle. Have you seen any movies lately? Um, yes, yes, I have. I saw Halloween. Ooh, it's good. I recommend. Fun ride. Fun ride. This is the new Halloween. That's technically Halloween two, right? They pushed everything yeah. aside. It's the new Halloween where we say, hey, forget all those other movies, just remember the first one, and now this movie happens. Uh, <laughs> which is a fun new way to do things. But I enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, uh, like, they kill some podcasters really early on. No um, way. Yeah, so that's 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 a thing. Also, fucking hell. Sorry, sorry. Um, news update: uh, The Florida governor's race, Andrew Gillum and Ron DeSantis, are at an act, an absolute tie at the moment, forty-nine point four to forty-nine point four. Whoa! Uh, we need to have like a breaking news, like like a report. Could you like not be so crazy for a second? Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So there's some real um, asshole podcasters <laughs> that get, get killed pretty early on. That's and it's good. It's good. What is what's the podcast that they have? 
Uh, well, they're doing like a true crime thing where they're interviewing oh. Mike Myers and and uh, yeah, it's wait they're interviewing Mike Myers. They're trying to interview Mike Myers, but he's a monster that doesn't talk, so it doesn't go very well. well how did he even like? How did they book him? Well, the, I uh, they uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, they basically go to the middle facility and somehow they talk them into letting them talk to him. And the the doctor's like, might as well. He's not going to say anything. He hasn't for years. If you want to give it a try, why not? Does he have his uh, Captain Kirk mask on? Um, no, but they bring it. And they're like, hey, you remember this? Here's your mask. I got your mask. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, so the asshole podcasters. There's a lot of films, or at least two that I know of, where podcasting goes awry. This movie, and then the, yeah. what was it, the walrus one, where the dude went out to interview that guy and then slowly got turned into a walrus? Oh, really? Was that? that yeah, was, he was a podcaster. Oh, Him and I, uh, little what's his name from uh, what's the movie where he sees ghosts? Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment, I guess, is his co-podcaster or at least his friend in it. Oh wow! There you go. We gotta. I don't like this image of podcasters in media. We gotta. We gotta switch well, that around. You know what? I don't like this idea of podcasts. Like I, this is the glorification of podcasts where it involves you going somewhere and doing something outside of your home. It's yeah. like what the fuck is this shit? Nope. Take it from two vets over here, guys. Don't don't go out and do don't do yeah. that. Don't go to try to meet murderers. How about you just like stay inside in a comfortable chair? <laughs> I was reminded of your how many doors was it? Oh, uh, seven was it seven five doors seven doors? I can't oh, remember. It, it was. I, it must have been more than that. Twenty. Like there there was a number of doors that you had to be behind, right? I don't remember the phrase exactly. I was reminded of it a few days ago because um, I think Emily was talking about wanting to be like comfortable and cozy. She was having like back issues. And I thought in my mind, an internal monologue was the only place you can ever truly be comfortable and safe is 20, 20 doors deep yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Like, don't take, don't, hey, oh, I'm going to do a podcast about a murderer. Cool. Do a podcast about a murderer. Hey, don't go find the murderer. Yeah. Also, don't go take the murderer his murder mask. <laughs> Why would you? That's the stupidest thing you could do. I'll get him to talk. Hey, here's the mask you wore that very night. Um, I'm safe in here. He's like restrained, right? And it's not like we're by ourselves in his, what is it? Some sort of like waiting room or meeting room. No, well, no, he's, 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 he's chained up and he's, he's inside. But unfortunately, later he escapes. And then he finds them. Oh. And then he murders them. Does it, so he, yo, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How does he find them? He's. I, I don't, I don't, don't, spoil, don't I, I, in my mind, he doesn't, there is no like way for him to have known. He just shows up randomly with earbuds in his ear, like just <laughs> looking at them. They're like, what? Listening to their canon, just getting enraged. <laughs> that audible ad took way too long, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. That's yeah. that's how I want Halloween. We that only what? That's the first 15 minutes, the first 20 minutes. It's yeah, it's pretty early. And it's then you start getting into the actual movie. But you enjoyed yeah. it, you said overall. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a really really good. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a fun fun ride. People that don't enjoy it are wrong. Also currently uh Beto O'Rourke is ahead of Ted Cruz <gasps> in Texas. <gasps> uh, that very well may change, but Right now he's yeah. uh, he's ahead. I I, can't, I don't know how, what percentage is reporting. I but hope. I mean, if I had one election wish. Oh, not not very much. Barely anything is reporting in right now. Never mind. 
I, I would like to see Ted Cruz oust, get out. Everyone of would like to, like, is, I mean, I would love to see Beto work win, but I think I would even more just like to see Ted Cruz lose. Like, I really, anytime you can see Ted Cruz lose is great. I mean, obviously, Mitch McConnell's not going to lose at all. Is anyone even running against him? Like, what's the point? Kentucky is lost. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck the... But I would love to see that motherfucker get voted out of office. Yeah, yeah. But it's just not going to happen. Not right now. I mean, I just want to make sure he can never eat in a restaurant again, because that's glorious. That was pretty I good. love that. <laughs> More people should I take politicians his- to task in public. I love he took his, his, his leftover... <laughs> and snatched him. Like, that's fucking great. Like, yeah, that's what you get, piece of shit. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you think you're... Oh, oh, you got you... Oh, you got talked out of a restaurant? Oh, I guess you're gonna take that turkey sandwich home? No, you're not. Smack! <laughs> no turkey sandwiches for you, Mitch McConnell. What happened to that guy? Did he get arrested? Probably. He should get a medal. They gave him a medal outside. Two podcasters found him in the jail later that day and were like, hey, here's a medal. Thanks. Thank you for your service. Those two podcasters. The, the podcasters were us, ladies and gentlemen. Cedric was the uh, one. Uh, by the way, uh, by the way, guys, just again to put a timestamp on this, um, it's post-Halloween. It's before Thanksgiving. It's currently election night, but, but coming up is Veterans Day, which means make sure you steal some valor. <laughs> like me, four-star general. I still don't. Stealing Valor is so... Cool. I Badass, definitely. It's great. It's the best crime. <laughs> is it a crime? I thought it was just like yeah. a... No, no, it's a crime I thought friend. it was just a, one of those things that's socially frowned upon. Nope. Criminal. It's a you criminal can get, act. You can get arrested for stealing Valor? I believe so. Um, at but least like, in some places. literally stealing Valor at that point. Yeah. Not just claiming you're a five-star general or four-star general. I don't know how many stars a general has, Brad, but... As the ex- as resident expert in general, yeah. Um, the Stolen Valor Act of 2013 was signed by President Barack Obama on June 3rd of 2013. The act makes it a federal crime to fraudulently claim to be a recipient of certain military decorations or medals in order to obtain money, property, or other tangible benefits. There's there's a lot of lo- a wiggle room there. You can't. So you could easily claim, "Oh, I was in the military," and that wouldn't fall. Well, um, you have to. It's going to be very beneficial to my podcast um, for everyone to know that I am a four-star general with a purple heart. <laughs> it's going to do great for my podcast because that's a fact. I believe. Bring it, it on, motherfuckers! Hey, listeners, attention! A general is talking to you. Four-star general with a four purple star. Heart. He has not told you to get at ease yet. And the Congressional Medal of Honor. Wow. Yeah, I'm very decorated. That's a lot of valor stolen right there in the span of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. I'll snatch it all up. I'll snatch it all up. It's what the holidays are all about. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. yeah. Add half a cup of milk and butter and... Oh, oh no. This isn't working at all. And company will be here soon. What? Now, who could that be? Hello? Good morning, sir. Got a lot of good, fresh meat out in the truck for your holiday gathering. Turkey, ham, what can I get you? Wait, are you selling holiday meats door to door? I am spreading holiday cheer by bringing quality thawed, ready to cook meat for your friends and family to your kitchen and at fair, festive prices. 
that cannot be beat. Oh no, not again. I have had run-ins with your lot before. And sir, and, uh, sir, 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 you like holidays, right? Well, yes, I uh, And do, today uh, you want to provide a wonderful meal and social gathering not soon to be forgotten, correct? Yeah, sure, and but I don't... And how is that working out for you, sir? Not very well. Oh, I see. Let me help you out. Get your credit card, and I'll get you an easy-to-prepare bag turkey. Well... They'll love you for it. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds great. Thank you for your business, sir. Thank you. Wow, a genuine bagged turkey. Just in time to save the high holidays. Let's see, instructions. Okay, preheat oven, three food. Open bag away from face and... Oh, 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 <laughs> what else has been going on? Well, in Florida, you may be surprised to know that I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't murdered a single person. Which is shocking, because within like a week, there's been like a billion people from Florida trying to murder people. We had a mail bomber uh, with a crazy Trump van. Oh god, um, I almost forgot about how, how can I forget about that? How could you forget? Uh, we had um, an incel murderer um, that, murdered, that uh, murdered some people at a fucking yoga studio. Um, last Friday, um, I, I actually got sent home from work uh, because we couldn't go to our office because there was a shooter in the building across the street. That's crazy. Which was real crazy. Like, I, I was trying to get to work and, like, the police had the parking lot blocked off and I was like, what the fuck is this? So I pulled into the parking lot across the street where all of my coworkers were, like, standing around. And, uh, they're like, yeah, um, apparently the guy, um, he says he's got a gun and he's gonna, he's, like, broken out a window in the hotel. And he's uh, threatening to shoot the police. Um, and apparently they've been in like a standoff since like 5.30 in the morning. Whoa. Yeah, so we like hung around outside for like an hour and they were like, Alright, well, I guess if you guys, uh, if you can go home. <laughs> Definitely. Like if, we, if, if it's if the hotel across the, building, the street, could you in theory get shot by this dude? Maybe the window's yeah. not facing your direction, but goodness. Well, it, he wasn't in the parking lot we were in. He wasn't facing. He wasn't facing that direction. Um, but if we'd been in our parking lot, he, oh yeah, he would have been looking right at us. So uh, and at our large glass building. So wow. Yeah, it was real crazy. Those pains could um, probably they, take a few bullets, though, even from like a high caliber gun. But still, yeah, let's not let's not test it. Let's not test it. No, you never want to um, test it. So uh, uh, yeah, so there's like um. Yeah, if we get to open up, uh, we'll, we'll um, send you a message in a couple hours, and you can come in if you want to, or if you don't want to, that's fine as well. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, I don't think I'm going to work today. <laughs> no, thank you. What'd you? Did you go home, just relax, get back to basics? I did, I was, well, I was going to go see a movie, um, oh. but then, like, no, there was no showings until, like, 3.30, um, and I had to actually pick up Tammy from work at 5, um, so... And I had already agreed to do that, so I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna." That's a that's a little bit of a, a, a crunch to see a movie. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not I'm not gonna try to do that. Um, but so I just like hung out, you know, watched some TV, uh, you know, uh, had a good time. Watched some watched some uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is awesome. Yes, I uh, also I watched. Oh, I also watched um the um. Uh, the Curious Creations of Christine McCall. Oh, yeah. I watched a few episodes of that, too. Oh, so, Brad has... Great. I'm assuming you watched all of that, because there's only, like, yeah. a handful of episodes. So, I've yeah. only watched, like, two, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I've watched maybe three episodes of Sabrina. Um, yeah. But I... 
they're they're both interesting though i do i mean sabrina is awesome like i really like that show yeah um all of her friends are garbage um like all of sabrina's friends yeah all her family so- is garbage i her family's great um her friends are boring well that's like, true no thank you her boyfriend is the worst. Yeah, Harvey's not doing anything. He's scared he's, of the mines. He's so lame. He's so lame. What's the devil doing hanging out in the mine shaft? It's the devil. Dude, you could do whatever you want. Right? Yeah. Um, also, if you're not watching Sabrina, guys, you need to, because uh, Balky is the principal of Sabrina's human school, and it's great. Balky Bartakamoose. Like, I was watching the first episode, and, was, and, like, the first time you see him, I, I didn't really get a good look at him, and I was like, that voice sounds kind of familiar. I was like, huh, that's weird. And they show me, and I'm like, wait a minute. No fucking way. Ah, it's Balgi! Ah! <laughs> I would give anything if they brought Cousin Larry in. Just, like, do a yeah. little, just a little bit more to make you think, wait, is it, is this canon with Perfect Strangers and is Perfect Strangers inside the Archie universe? Because I also love that they mentioned Riverdale, like, on mm-hmm. occasion. Which really makes you wonder about this season of Riverdale. Well, a lot about Riverdale in general, but yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. I, I both of those shows, uh, Christine McConnell and Sabrina, good times. Highly recommend. The the Christine McConnell show, like the first episode where she makes that giant cake. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it it's the kind of cake that you can't really eat because it takes you forever to make, and all the stuff on it would probably make it not taste very good but still it's a work of art like it is absolutely yeah. i love when she uh puts the glaze or like the whatever yeah the glaze on the eye to make it look more real and it does make it look a lot more real yeah joey joey watched the first episode of that because he likes kind of cooking shows and he kind of is into the macabre i mean it borderlines on something he doesn't get some of the jokes obviously but he was like what like he was really into it nice it's a great show a great show um but uh i had to pick up tammy because we were gonna go hang out um at gales and do some dog sitting this weekend so i spent a weekend hanging out with four beagles did you guys do a mini dog show and then crown the best beagle i mean um alex they were all winners um well that's the best part about the end if they all get but still you have to put them through their paces um it was it was great though it was like an amazing amazing weekend of just hanging out with dogs all sleeping beagles. In a room, sleeping in a room with three beagles was a good time. <laughs> Just beagles all over the place. I, all I, over the place. I really do enjoy, and I'm very happy for you, friend, that you love dogs so much. It's great. It's the greatest. I, I like. I, I still need to post this video, but I got some amazing because um, uh, Bob Hope, who is uh, Gail's youngest uh, beagle, um, he's. <laughs> He's still like a little puppy. He's great. Um, he he. We found out that he loves leaves. Aww. Um, like this guy was having a straight up party. Uh, because it was actually also it was like really nice. The weather was it fall arrived for a couple of days, um, and it was really cool out and nice. Um, and there were actually some leaves falling. And uh, this pup was having a great time finding a leaf and <laughs> running around with it. Just in its mouth, like he would grab it and then just prance around yeah. like this leaf in my mouth. Yeah, and then run around. It was great. It was great. He was so happy to have leaves. Just having a party. So, and um, uh, Tammy and Dan's dog, uh, Sammy, of course, you know, we brought him along to hang out. Um, And him and Bob Hope were, like, best friends. Like, (laughs) those guys just partying it up. Having a great time. It was great. It was great. It was great. 
How many dogs do you want when you become a dog owner, Brad? I think this is the proper time to ask that question. I mean, well, I've seen now, um, having spent a weekend with four beagles, it was real crazy. It was real crazy. (laughs) I, 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 how many do I, I want, like in a normal life, I would say two is what I want. Um, I could see myself moving into three. Um, if I was retired and had no concerns and can spend, devote all my time to hanging out with dogs, four dogs is perfect. Like, that's great. That's a real party. But you're just hanging out with dogs. Like, you're not yeah, doing anything there's else. No, that's a, that's a lifestyle. At that point, it's a commitment. Yeah, no, I, I feel like, I feel two, two to three is, is, is like, is ideal. Um, but pro- probably two, probably two is what I would like, like to move towards at some point. Two dogs is manageable. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you get? I know you're FB Golden Doodle, but yeah. would you get, get my would you doodle. humor an, a beagle? Yeah. A Golden Doodle yeah. and then a beagle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A beagle, beagle's a strong contender for um, for a second dog slot. What else? Absolutely. What are your top three dogs outside of Golden Doodle? Love a Golden Doodle, love a beagle, um, uh, love a Golden Retriever, um, hmm. love a Dalmatian, um, but I, 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 as I understand, a lot of them, their temperament's not that great, so... But I love the look of a Dalmatian. I'd have to get out my app from the Perina Dog Show to fully understand because I know it goes in depth. Sadly, yeah. I think that's only on my iPhone 5 upstairs. And that's only because I've not upgraded its OS. So it has some of my legacy apps on there still running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any dog, you know, with, with training, any dog is, is, is a great pal. Oh, definitely. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not very I'm open-minded as long as it's not an ugly dog. As long as it's not an ugly dog, I don't want an ugly dog. I don't want a, I don't want a really big dog. Golden Retriever is about as big as, as I'm willing to get. Would you ever get a mutt dog? Yeah, of Perfect. course. I assumed you would. Yeah, but you said absolutely. Dalmatian, and I think you have to have a purebred Dalmatian, or it's not like I've never seen a Dalmatian that wasn't that was yeah. a mutt. I guess you can, but I don't know how it like well I'd how that works. The, like how does it yeah, manifest itself? Like the dominant recessive traits. What do yeah. you get? Yeah, I want to see that though. I mean, yeah. Of course, like I'm all, I'm all down for all kinds of all kinds of breeds, but yeah, yeah. How many cats do you want to own? Zero, <laughs> negative five. <laughs> I want negative my, five. You want to take some out? I want I want by my sheer existence for less cats to be in the world. You want to go into a house, buy it, and then find a family of cats and then evict them is what you're saying. Minus five. I'm saying I want them to disappear from existence, like just. Like them to just like Thanos out. If I get Thanos snap the cats, donezo. Goodbye. Interesting. Yeah. Goodbye. No, thank you. Cats are <laughs> a handful, man. But I mean, they're easier to maintain than dogs, though. To me, the the barrier for dogs, because every time we watch my sister-in-law's dog, whenever she goes somewhere, getting awoken by a dog at like four in the morning to go for a walk, that's a deal breaker for me. I'm like, Ooh, I four gotta in the morning. sleep. It's no good. For even like super, like even six, I'm like, dog. Yeah. No, it's super cold outside. I know. I, I never, I would never refuse a dog because it's an animal I'm taking care of and I know what it needs and it's just telling me what it needs. So that's thanks, dog. Yeah. But I can't. It's like, hey, you're staying, you're family. Um, you're already sleeping on top of me in the bed, which is a little scary for me, to be honest, because you're a big dog. But if you need to go out, we'll go out. But it's like super cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that was the one downside is because it actually fell on uh, daylight savings time change. Uh, we were with the dogs, so oh, no, they don't understand that. No, of course not, because no, who does? <laughs> who does? 
Um, but yeah, instead of a 6.30, getting a 5.30 uh, pup wake up. But I, I, I don't know. I love being woken up by a dog. It's super cute. <laughs> you're, like, st- you're still fine with it. It's like, oh, I, I, I love a dog because like, like, like they would, they would like wait. They would pretty much do the same thing. They would just like go up to your chest and be like, hey, hey, and that's fucking adorable. Who does, who doesn't want somebody like, hey, hey, pat, 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 hey, what's up? Hey, let's do this. Why are you asleep? What's hey, up, buddy? You up? <laughs> super cute. Super cute. Um, my sister-in-law's dog Zelda. Um, her one of the most adorable things she does is when she's ready to go to sleep, she kind of takes on a passive-aggressive like, humph. like she'll get really close to you and lay down, and she'll look at you and then go, humph. and then just like lay down, like. And if you don't, if you're not going to sleep around her bedtime, which is seven o'clock, by the way, she gets, she's just like. Humph. Huffing and puffing all night until you go to sleep. Hmm. Well, we wore these dogs out. Like they were, they were. I we we put them through their paces. They they had uh, uh, plenty of reason to go to bed when we eventually went to bed. Nice. So it was great times. It was great times uh, for a, so for a, a lot of the evenings we would uh, basically uh, just build a little build a wall of uh, of the crates just to keep them separated a little bit. Hmm. Otherwise, we get a, we get a little crazy. So we were just trying to watch some Sabrina, um, and uh, so we would just like uh, keep two two dogs on each side of the room, and uh, it was great. It was great hanging out with some cute dogs all weekend. What else could you want? Fuck, 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 fuck. Turkey, 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 of Disney. By the way, guys, I don't know if this is still standing, but Brad used to say he would give people tours of Disney if they would like. I would say take him up on it if its offer still stands. Daffo. Daffo. Have you had... So there's there's the Dole Whip, which is awesome. There's an orange-flavored version of it. Oh, really? Yeah, I learned about this on, the, uh, on YouTube a few days ago. Someone was going through and talking about their favorite obscure rides, and one of them was the, obviously the Carousel of Progress, which was great. But one of their thing, like obscure attractions was, oh, by the way, there's also an orange version of the Dole Whip that is amazing. Hmm. Really? I'm assuming Brad's actively fact-checking, yeah, or else he just did us a disservice by not going and saying there was new election coverage. Oh, 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 um, apparently they changed the recipe earlier this year. Ooh. Um. So controversy already. Yeah. We found out that the formula for the swirl has indeed changed. The original formula for citrus swirl, when it arrived at the park, um... That's been used since 2012, uh, blah, 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 um, which then went away for a while, was basically fro- frozen orange juice swirled with vanilla soft serve. Um, blah, blah, blah. Now, the formula is just straight up orange uh, Dole Whip sir- um, soft serve. Uh, huh. So when they described it in the video, and this is this is probably the, the least interesting of the two things I have to ask you, but so everyone knows, if you go to Disney, definitely got to get the Dole Whip. But they said well, the coolest thing about the orange one, which if they change the recipe is uh, kind of a bummer, is that it was very tart because it was literally orange juice that was frozen, rolled up yeah. with this awesome uh, ice cream or yogurt. 
and they said that the tartness mixed with the sweetness of the ice cream was awesome. Which you could also say yeah, about Dole Whip. This is, apparently, but... this is a different one now. This is this is apparently wow. sweet. They wanted something sweeter and less tart. Interesting. So, uh... friend, you get on that next time you go to Disney. You tell us what you think of this if you can. If you're oh, game. So th- oh, okay, okay. So now it's an orange soft serve um, and vanilla swirl with orange soda, as opposed to the um, oh the different kind of ice cream, um, but with like an orange juice. Hmm. So. I feel betrayed. Yeah. But who knows? It might taste better. So, confirmation that exists. Yeah, yeah. But why don't you get it when you get pineapple? Come on. Just get the dole. Pineapple's better. Come on. Pineapple. Come on. I mean, I thought it was great. It's great. It's delightful. Second thing, have you ever seen someone spreading human ashes around Disney? I mean, not that I know of. How many people? I don't think this one's a big deal. I, don't, I really don't think it's a big deal. How many people, when we were at Disney together, over the day that we spent there, again, a full day at Disney, how many people did we pass that were carrying the human human ashes? Probably a lot, given the reports that uh, were given to us. Jonathan, I'd like to thank you for sending in this report. I'm going to call it a report. about um, uh, It was an article from Gizmodo that talked about urban legend about scattering human ashes at Disney is true and much more is. prevalent than you thought. I think it's probably pretty prevalent. I mean, it's really easy to... First of all, it's super easy to smuggle anything to Disney. Trust. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm sure. People love Disney World. Like, I'm sure a lot of people want their ashes there. Also, who really cares? Like, I mean, yeah, it's going to get vacuumed up or swept up and thrown away, but... Is there something unsafe about human ashes? I don't think so. I mean, They're, They're ashes. They're burnt down to nothing. Well, I mean, other than, like, I guess burnt carb. Carbon can... I guess... I mean... I, I, I go back to My Strange Addictions where that one woman was slowly eating her deceased husband's ashes. Yeah, and That's definitely not safe. Definitely don't eat human remains. But uh, but it's burnt to a, a cinder. Like, I surely... Surely it's not that bad. I No, it's like, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Like, who cares? Like, more than anything, you're just littering, which is the, really the problem. But if you're, like, pouring it, like, in, the, in like, plants or something, eh, who cares? Um, here's a quote from the report by the journal that Gizmodo basically just links to. Human ashes have been spread in flower beds, on bushes, and in on and ah, on bushes and on Magic Kingdom lawns, outside the park gates, and during firework displays on Pirates of the Caribbean, in the moat beneath the flying elephants on the Dumbo ride. Who's doing it on the moat below the flying Dumbo ride? Because these are all requests, I'm assuming, by the dead. Like, when I die, take me to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You find Johnny Depp, you throw my ashes at that man. I mean, if somebody, if if some of my, if some of my ashes ended up in Carousel Progress, so be it. I mean. Your ashes will be on a bag in, on the stage. There will be a small bag that I will put on every one of the stages in the Carousel of Progress as like a set prop. That nice. in our minds, and for those watching really closely, if they can see the bag, will follow this family, haunt this family from <laughs> the entire time frame of Carousel of Progress. Friend, yes. I promise that to you. Yes. There are no checks out. This is a this is a podcaster to podcaster promise. This is a friend to friend promise. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Uh, most frequently of all, according to custodians and park workers, they've been dispersed throughout the haunted mansion, which I guess makes sense. Put my ashes in. I want to be a part of the merriment that is the ghosts in the haunted mansion. I want to be, really be one of the ghosts. 
Uh, a Disney custodian said this, The Haunted Mansion probably has as much human ashes in it. Wait, has so much human ashes in it that it isn't even funny. Park custodian. <laughs> A.K.A. there's an amount that, that would be hilarious. But this <laughs> amount is too, is so much that it's not funny. If you swept it up and it was the, bo- it was the amount of maybe two bodies. One, I think, maybe <laughs> funny. There's like two people here, ashes-wise. What are people doing? Maybe it was here since the beginning of the park. Maybe this has always really been haunted. But you sweep up month after month, and there's like... We've got about 50 people over the past year mixed up in these ashes on the floor. How do you dispose of human remains like that? Do you have to? Just vacuum them up. It's just... It's dust. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's dirt. It's... I mean, it's just an inconvenience, but it's like dust like everything else. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I really, I, like, be like, oh, no, it's it's weird because it's a body. It's like, who cares? Who cares? Like, just don't litter and don't be messy. Like, don't make a mess that someone has to clean up. Like, that's the thing. But, like, other than that, like, who cares? I'm trying to think of inappropriate places. Is there any inappropriate place to spread ashes? Well, like, anywhere that's going to be a mess. That's that's the, my only, that's my really only concern. Because somebody else is going to have to clean it up. If Yeah. Being a nuisance to someone is the problem yeah. in that. Yeah. But, like, I, I mean, ashes, like, it doesn't... I mean, look, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. It's One, for the other person. It's like a funeral. It's like it's for the other people. Yeah. It's somebody that, like, they're getting some closure by their, like, they're putting you someplace that you like because of whatever reason, and it's some kind of connection. Like, fine. It's therapeutic. It's part of you adjusting to this person being dead. I get it. Don't make yeah. a mess. Maybe don't spill all the ashes. Maybe Maybe a smaller amount, I think, would be okay. You don't need to put someone's... You don't need to dump all of someone in a location. Yeah, okay, okay. Because right. that's Most less of, of a mess. I, I'm on board. I'm a little... I'd love to look up more because as much as I am with you and I think there's nothing wrong with it, there's got to be some sort of health thing that I we're missing or just don't know about. No. Or it else I think it would be more prevalent. Um, it, well, no, it's just a, so, it's a social, like, moray because people are weird about death. But, like, it's burnt. It's charred. Like, there's nothing... It'd be impossible. Like, the temperatures they have to get up to. Yeah. There's 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 nothing... Nothing can survive. Well, some things can, but not in your body. Like, you'd be... I think it's fine, Nothing, Nothing that would be of, like, a medical concern. So you take, uh, like, a quarter size of grandma or anybody, you take them where they want to go, and the rest of it you dispose in a better way. Right? Make it less of a mess. Yeah. Like, I, I just like to spread it out. Like, all right... All right, all right. I want, I want, they want to be at Disney World. Fine. Put put most of them in like flower beds and like on the grass. Yeah, like places where it's out of the way and doesn't matter. I think Disney should embrace it and just say, "Hey, bring your ashes, and we'll put them in the haunted mansion, and they just have a giant thing of ashes." And look, hey, this is how many people we actually have at rest here in the haunted mansion. That might be too macabre, but yeah, I think then then you're like leaning into like yeah, and you're like capitalizing on other people's death, and that's weird. So I just is it capitalizing on that? They want to be buried yeah. there. Yeah, they would love it. But you're making you're making it an attraction. Like hey, come here's all the here's all the come see all the dead body. That's what you're basically doing. Isn't that what a a cemetery is doing? Hey, come look at these dead bodies. There's all these stones over them. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not that's right, because it's free. You don't have to get charged to go into it. Yeah. Well, maybe they should start charging. I don't know. And it's not like you're, you're like, you're going to see the the weird freak show of the amount of dust in a pile. You're going to look at, like, headstones of, like, people you theoretically knew. There's headstones in the Haunted Mansion. I'll, I'm, all I'm saying is, maybe just maybe there's some options here. 
Someone, something could be happening other than what's happening now in a fun and amusing way. I'm trying to find a common ground for Disney and these dead people and their grieving relatives or loved ones. Brad, the Vatican has commissioned a mobile game called Follow JC Go. JC stands for Jesus Christ, for those who may not be aware. This is so much grosser than the Ashes story, by the way. It is. Imagine Pokemon Go. I'm assuming everyone has played that because it was a hot, what, two years ago? And I saw so many people playing it on the streets. Pokemon Go, but with saints. Go around and you find saints. Just collect saints. Fair enough. Um, In addition to tracking the saints that you get, it also kind of tries to do like a health aspect of it. So it also will keep track of your hydration and nutrition if you want it to. Um, but it also uh, helps you take note of your prayer count. And also, if you'd like, um, you can give money to charity. And by that, the Catholic Church, through microtransactions, if you want. Nope, don't give money to people that hide pedophiles. Don't give money to people who have pedophiles in their secret Follow JC app. Ah. Follow Jesus, collect saints, give us money. Why not? Hey, it's not like we're uh, a pedophile hiding organization. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Look, Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't. He didn't not say to go find uh, fictional saints just around in an augmented reality world. Do it. Hmm. And if you have time, throw some money towards the Catholic Church. We need your help. Gotta fight all these lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits. Um, hmm. how about you have fun? We'll have fun. Not going. To jail. <laughs> Has that? I don't know what happened. I I'm assuming that pedophiles in the Catholic Church who actually do get prosecuted do go to serve time. Correct. Sometimes. Most of the time, not. I never hear that part of the story. It's always yeah. Weird. I got a weird. Isn't weird. That? Oh. Kind of weird. How you never hear that part? Well, there's someone so is a pedophile in the Catholic Church. They knew about it. Well, what's the rest of the story? I don't know. Huh? What's what? Rest of what? Rest of what do you mean? I'm sorry. I'm I'm too busy spinning, <laughs> um, uh, this holy place on the AR map and getting my saints. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, some kids got raped. It was real sad. Super yeah, sad. Yeah, the Catholic Church knew about it. Real sad. Oh man, can you imagine? Oh boy, what a bummer. Hey, can we have some money? Yeah. What happened to the What happened mm-hmm. to the What happened to the priest that was doing that? Have you played this game? It's real <laughs> fun. Absolutely despicable. What are you doing? Brad, what if I told you, as a man who knows all the sports facts, mm-hmm. what if I told you that youth sports are in trouble? Okay. Do you know? So, youth sports, for those who may not know, are sports for the youth. Uh, anyone who's I not a professional some, athlete. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, I was like, who else is playing sports? He's a professional athlete, uh, sure. You're a kid up until you're like 18, and then after that, if you want to do like club play, like that's fine, you're just having a hobby. But you're not in college playing a sport. Club play? Yeah, club play. The fuck is that? <laughs> you find a sports club, get together with your boys? I'm into club play. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play at a club. I go, I play soccer for a few, uh, like an hour or two, go into the uh, hot hey, showers uh, with the boys. Hey, you know, hey, club I don't, play. I don't, um, yeah, listen, I, I don't know how to say this, and I don't, I don't know, you know, what what you're interested in, but uh, I'm really into club play. Oh my so, god. Is that okay? Is that okay? 
That's totally I'm really into club play. That's kind of my thing. That's say hey, cool. Right. Okay. What kind of clubs I, do you I, play? I, in? Are you a soccer? Are you a football? Yeah. Didn't know if I didn't meet somebody else that was into club play. Um. <laughs> I like co-ed club play. Um. So it's yeah. I, I did. I forgot. It's weird that someone who knows the sports facts didn't understand that club play was a thing. Um, or, but then yeah, then you get professional athletes that are paid by like large organizations. But it's that youth, it's that youth market, Brad, that really keeps sports alive, right? Like you teach your kid to love the sport that you love for some crazy reason. I don't really understand why, but to each their own. Your kid plays. They, they, they um, live out. In some cases, the adults dream of playing sports. I don't know how it all works. I, I'm not geared toward that. No desire to. But Brad, there's a downtick in kids liking and participating in sports. And that's trouble. It's trouble. No, that's that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna read just a few, maybe a paragraph or two from this article from the Atlantic titled "American Mediocrity Is Killing Youth Sports." Wait, what? Huh? Say it again. American mediocrity is killing youth sports. What does that mean? Well, if you'd listen to me read the article, maybe you'll learn something, Brad. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it means that our kids are mediocre at sports and they suck. <laughs> So they're like, but, fuck off. No, it, it, it gets into some weird stuff. Like, I'm not going to read all of this, obviously, because I don't I don't really care. But I thought there was a funny statistic or some interesting statistics in this. So, and there's also just some weird alert, like, all, there's some weird, how would I say this? I don't know what this means. All right, well, let's, let's dissect a little bit. The state of youth sports in America is either booming or suffering, depending on which box score you're checking. Wait, it can't be boy. Wait, wait. It's either booming or suffering. Dep- no, that Brad, sentence does not stand. Even child sports has two sides to every issue <laughs> of its issue. Hell. You could follow the money. Kids sports is nearly seven is, is nearly a seventeen billion dollar industry. Why? How is a question I ask, but why is a better question, which makes it larger than the business of professional baseball. So kids playing sports collectively makes more money or brings in more money than professional baseball. Are we talking about just selling like baseball bats and like mitts? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. What are we talking about? But then it goes on to say, and approximately the same size as as the National Football League. So National Football League is making money. Baseball can fuck off. No one wants to buy it anymore. Um, And kids, the kids sports industry is $17 billion spread out among a lot of different corporations. But I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with like, if they're taking just merchandising, which wouldn't shock me. Um, Or if it is kind of like how much you play for like pay for like kids club play. I don't know. Club play. (laughs) So you can follow the numbers, Brad, which is $17 billion. Or you could follow Listen, the. I, 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 it's kind of embarrassing, but I, I put a lot of money into uh, club play. <laughs> but I guess you're into what you're into. Check out all my club cards. Got a lot of them. Love that club play. I'll hit two. Cl- I'll hit three clubs in a week. No joke. If you could, f- or you could follow the kids. The share of children ages six to twelve who play team sport on a regular basis has declined from forty-one point five percent in two thousand eleven. Down to 37% in 2017. Yeah, because 
Because you don't need to play a game to, have, to talk to friends anymore. Going back to 2008, participation is lower across categories, including baseball, basketball, flag football, and soccer, and in some cases, by a lot. Baseball is down by 20% on its own, Brad. Well, first of all, um, no one should be playing football because you'll get no. concussions and turn into a crazy person. Any full that contact game sport, should be illegal. You shouldn't like, play. It's, it's criminal. Shouldn't exist. Um, also, yeah. Well, like, also, if you get, you're gonna get hurt if you play a game, and like, healthcare is too expensive now. It costs too much to fix a broken arm. So first, so there's that. So parents already are like, no thanks. I don't want my kid to be crazy or dead or to like cause a bankruptcy. So there's that. Um, second of all, like, kids can, like, have cell phones now, so they can just, like, text their friends and not be forced to play a shitty game to have some sort of social interaction. So there's that as well. Also, games suck. Like, <laughs> fuck this sports bullshit. But there's also online games, which kids participate yeah. in now. They got Fortnite. Yeah. I don't want to play football when I can just stay at home and hang out. Oh, oh, I could, I could hit a ball and run around in a circle? Okay, cool. Oh, or, or I could fight fight a dragon <laughs> on my couch, like a drinking orange juice on my couch while fighting a dragon. I'll take the dragon, please. Thank you, dragon. Put the money on dragon. Not the game where I run around outside in the heat and then break my arm and then get hit in the head and go crazy. No thanks. If <laughs> my family had my family had a bankruptcy because I played baseball and broke my arm. <laughs> I mean, I laugh at that for the briefest of moments until I realize, oh, that's probably happened many times. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, now this is a sentence that is laughable. The decline of youth sports participation is the sort of phenomenon that seems tailored to exacerbate fears about the state of American childhood. How? I... Uh, one might suspect that the fallout is the result of uh, children gravitating to video games, television, and other electronic distractions that don't require an open field or a court. What is the advantage of an open field or a court versus an electronic? Yeah, I don't, I don't. What? Sports are healthy, Brad. Sports get me out and about and exercising. Yeah, well, unless it's like, football, and then you're just fucked, because. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what's not healthy is getting a concussion. Well, um, I'm, I was, you can get on a treadmill. There are other studies that followed up on the concussion thing for football, and not even, it doesn't even have to be concussions. Like, constantly tackling someone will also give you brain damage like a concussion would. Not as quickly or as fast as a concussion will, but over time, those same types of things that football players have who have multiple concussions, like the same kind of uh, neurological problems that they have, are also present in people who just played normal football. Not to the same degree, but still there, just by normal tackling. So anything that's a full contact sport will give you that. Yeah. No one's yeah. getting that from baseball because you're not really doing it. You're just kind of standing around for a while and then like every once in a while do something. I don't know about soccer because I don't know how full contact that really can be. It doesn't matter though. Alex, I think you're forgetting uh, about the... Uh um, the terrible demise of being bored to death. <laughs> There's a song about baseball being boring, boring, about a kid who's out in right field, doesn't do a fucking thing. Why do we play baseball? It's so weird. It's not even a fun sport. Yeah, yeah. Why do you keep watching baseball? I don't watch it. Mm. On rare occasions, I go to the, the stadium because people... I feel like every three months we get a story like, oh, I went to the stadium, saw the big game. Like, all right. Yeah, real. Ugh, these games, these are the worst. I don't know why anybody watches these. Why do you keep watching them? <laughs> I go because other people like to watch them that I care about, and I want to support them in the things that they do. 
They're in the corner right now listening to the podcast. Give me a thumbs up right now. I'm kidding. They're not. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps athletics is just another legacy institution that can't compete for attention anymore. Like church, community centers, and bowling leagues. Community centers? First off, bowling leagues are popping. That's a sport where people just throw a ball down the lane and they just get to talk and socialize. It's essentially just hanging out. Yeah. I would lump that into all other sports, to be honest. Community centers, though? Can, what do you do? What's a com- First of all, who's ever been to a community center? I like, don't, I don't know. Like, what? In what time? In what time was it popular to go to the community center? And what were you doing there? I mean, vintage. Um, what would you call those? I can't even remember the mini films or mini films that would appear before a movie a long time ago that would say, let's get active, Let, let's teach you some things. Back then, when you went to your community bulletin board and, like, threw parties at the community center, it was the last yeah. time community centers were relevant. And that was over yeah, 50 yeah. fucking years ago. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's nobody's going to the community center. No one has... People went to a community center for the 12 months that that was a thing in 1953. No one went after... No one went before. That was a few months that going to a community center was a thing. I mean, now it's like a library, right? Like, I can go to a library and rent, like, a room, like, get me... Like, why do I need... What the fuck is a community center anyway? Church, don't even get me started. Literally, what is a community center? (laughs) Uh, But dig into the numbers, Brad, and a more complex two-track story emerges. Oh. Among rich families... Youth sports participation is actually rising Ugh, among the poor assholes. among the poorest households. Brad, it's trending down. Oh, because they can't afford to have broken bones, or to like take their kids all over the fucking city to weird like uh, oh we're playing other school at such and such. Well, we can't we can't do that. We gotta work. Um, just thirty four percent of children from families earning less than twenty five thousand a year played a team sport. At least one day in 2017. Oh, also, if you're going to a public school, I, I get ready to pay for all of your shit that you have to have to play these games. Yep. Nope. Yeah. No one. It, this, for, nope. 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 Um. Uh, versus 69 percent of homes earning more than a hundred thousand a year in 2011, um, which was only six years earlier, those numbers were roughly 42 percent and 66 percent, respectively. But I remember when we were kids, Brad, talking to people who played sports, and they had to pay, I mean, hundreds of dollars just for their uniforms. Like, they would try to subsidize it by, like, oh, let's do, like, a fundraiser, and sometimes that worked, but not a lot, not often. Still had to pay bank just to just to play the sport. So, of course, I understand why there's that huge discrepancy. This article goes on to talk about how that's the main reason people aren't playing sports, but no. The main reason is sports are dumb. <laughs> no one wants to play it, and in most cases, they're unsafe. And as Brad said, um, yeah, you're just going to get hurt, and that's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. There's no po- there's no positive. There's absolutely no positive. Oh, maybe I can get a sports scholarship. Yeah, maybe you can get a sports scholarship. Um, guess what? Everybody else is trying to get a sports scholarship, too. There aren't that many. And unless you're like you're playing like one of the major games and you're like the best, you may get like a couple of dollars of a scholarship. But school is too expensive now. That's not going to cover oh, yeah. you. I, I've heard of people getting full rides for like more obscure sports like golf. But if you can get a golf but scholarship, really? you're Does already re- like 
rich At, already, like, you, right? Because you have to go to- when you say when you say you've heard of that. Like, do you mean like people you actually know have actually done that, or have you just heard about that? I'm pretty sure there were people we went to co- like high school with that actually got golf scholarships. Really? Um, to like real schools? Not real schools. Okay. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, why would college institute? Why are you even offering scholarships for golf? Like, no one watches. I. Yeah, like, it's what's like, the oh, point? But, oh, college uh, we golf? Gotta, we gotta get them to our school so we can be the top person on our golf team. Oh, really? Who the f- gives a fuck about <laughs> your golf team, college? Like, be, like that's your claim to fame? Your golf team? Maybe you're not the best school. If if everyone's focused on how good your golf team is. Yeah, I don't. I never understood that. Like, maybe if we're talking about, like, 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 Columbia's golf team, and it's like, alright, it's all, like, business majors that are playing golf, because back in the old days, that's how you did business deals, um, when you were a rich white asshole, but, like, I don't see the point. Um, just so other, just to give some actual numbers to things, um, people who actually end up getting, like, football scholarships, or even basketball scholarships, is, like, 2% of high school athletes. That's of every high school. Two fucking percent is like nothing. Um, let's see. I want to say my theater scholarship was like 6000 a year. The average, like, football scholarship, unless you're, like, awesome and get it paid fully, is only like $11,000, which at a private school covers nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Well, a public school doesn't cost, cost that much, like... This statistic was back from 2012, by the way, so I know now it's a lot worse. Huh. That's insane. Ugh. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, kids don't like sports anymore, guys. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. There's other ways to exercise. There's better ways to exercise, to be honest. Yeah. But I guess if you want to... If I mean, I guess the whole point is people like to play games, so I still, I, I don't understand it. No, don't, no. Fuck that, no. I mean, I enjoy playing sports every once in a while, like volleyball with friends was fun. But I mean, it's volleyball with friends, like, once a week, just for fun. <laughs> Which I'm imagine not, com- like, super competitive. But even then, it's like, eh, take it or leave it. There is currently 1% uh, uh, between uh, DeSantis and Andrew Gillum for uh, Florida really? um, governor. Yeah, with 80% reporting. This is the craziest election night. Hello, and welcome to the Ramjack Thanksgiving Dog Show. And now, a poem. Easy to crime to snatch a cute dog. You could consult the legal tomes found in card catalogs. But when a pup cries out to your heart, wanting a new home as your counterpart, there's no time for ethics or legal considerations. And as with all things, there is the statute of limitations. So you snatch and escape with your new pal in tow, and start a new life together, and then you'll grow. The ethics are murky, and in this fashion, at best it's simply an understandable crime of passion. Sure, it's illegal and hard to acquit, but so is stolen valor, and that's some ridiculous shit. Try and fucking stop me, motherfucker. So, Alex, uh, breaking news. Last week, I saw my new doctor. Oh. A new doctor. Uh, no longer seeing crazy man doctor. What happened? Uh, well, uh, it's been an ordeal. Um, 
my so my insurance said that my old doctor was covered, hmm. uh, but then I called to make an appointment and he was not covered at all. Well, that's lame. So, yeah, which was really fucking annoying. Um, so then I like was trying calling around and finding trying to find doctors on the website. It said they accepted Florida Blue. Um, once I called, they were like, "No, we do not accept that plan." Very so bizarre. I eventually just called. I called them and I was like, "Hey, could you assholes send me like a fucking list of doctors that actually accept your shitty insurance?" Because uh, this shit is not working. And they sent me like a list of like twenty doctors, which I'm like, "Oh boy." Yikes! <laughs> One, like, great. So these are my twenty options for primary care doctor. Cool. This isn't scary. So yeah, I, I found one, and um, I well, I found one, and I called, and they were like, "Yeah, we can get you in uh, um, week after Thanksgiving." And I was like, "What the fuck? I need my prescriptions now!" Like, <laughs> I've been already waited a month, and um, then a half a month because I thought I had an, a, an appointment with my regular doctor. Uh, now, like, I just fucking need to get to your doctor. So then I called another one, and luckily she could get me in pretty swiftly. But the uh, address they had for listed um, online on the on the sheet they emailed me um, did not match. And and as I thought she was going to be like just down the road, she was not. She was in a popka, like like twenty five oh, minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, f- the fuck this. I mean, it's it still wasn't too bad. It was just like twenty minutes. But there's like a billion doctors that are like right down the street from me. So I'm like, why can't it be anywhere Ooh, yeah. there? So, but I went. Um, but it turns out uh, she's really awesome, and I like this doctor. So, and she didn't say a single crazy conspiracy theory. <laughs> So imagine that yeah. a doctor not discussing conspiracy theories with you out of the gate. Just the door yeah. opens. Well, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. Um, in fact, the only thing that you really did talk about um, outside of medical issues was a uh, Halloween Horror Nights. So I was Ooh. like, oh, well, this already. Oh, great. Upgrade. Oh, there's a little silver oh, lining to this right. story then. It's like, huh? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this, will, this, is, this is great. Nice. Doctor upgrade. Indeed. So, sorry, friends, but no more, uh, uh, hopefully no more, uh, horror stories from my doctor. I know Halloween's over, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still, uh, it's still, uh, uh, we're getting into the colder, darker part of the year. So I think, um, it's only just that we spend a little more time playing Giving Advice, the game, um, with our pals at TalkParanormalForum.com. All right. Hey, Alex. I'm just a Retsu 13. <clears throat> Retsu 13? That's right, Retsu 13. I'm a newcomer, by the way. Um, this is my first post. Um, energy in my gut slash groin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I'm not sure else, where else to go, as none of my research has helped me find anything useful. So for about 12 years now, I've noticed I've been able to channel or summon this energy that originates in my groin, just above my private bits. If I focus hard enough, the sensation can spread down my legs, but never, uh, but never above my belly button. The sensation slightly numbs the area it affects, and gives me a slight boost in my energy level, and I feel more awake and alert. If it, f- if if it focus on it, well. If it focuses on it for a while, it makes my heart start to beat faster, and my body will tremble. I feel more energetic afterwards, and maybe stronger? Question <laughs> mark. I was also wondering if anyone here has had a similar experience with with their bodies, or at least can help me figure out where to start looking. I've looked into chakra, telepathy, chi, 
and even and even Nordic berserking, but nothing seems to match what I feel. Thank you, Retsu. Thank you, Retsu, for bringing this to us. I can. This is gonna sound crazy, but there's uh. a spot right above my private bits. Bits. Um, that if I focus, I can numb. <laughs> not only that area, but down my legs, and I get a sense of energy like a surge of power what could it be i mean i mean that sounds to me like a classic york peppermint patty scenario i get the sensation <laughs> of skiing down a slope which as someone who's gone snowboarding similar to skiing it's not too dissimilar when you're careening down a hill mm-hmm. on a board you can't control on the snow super cold your legs are tingly it's adrenaline mm-hmm. I don't know what medically is happening because, I mean, it sounds like he might have some sort of neurological thing going on or nerve something. Why would you think it would be Nordic berserking? Uh, well, you know, you know how the Nordics were. Uh, they would always uh, get this like uh, energy, like right about their, right ab- uh, above their uh, private bits, and it would go all the way down their legs, and then they would be like, and that would fuel their berserker rage. I got so much energy above my bits, down my legs. Why is this person questioning whether the strength is given? Why can't you just test that? What if you have what if you've got dance fever? Oh totally a different thing than he thought. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even mention dance fever. Dance fever. AKA boogie fever in some circles. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you are in the country, the name for it changes and you may not even know. You got a case of boogie fever, my friend. <laughs> when you're concentrating, do you hear like a rhythm? Do you like What's going on? Do you close your eyes and there's John Travolta, like, just, like, looking at you, dancing on the dance floor? You Bee Gees person? What's going on? Do a modern techno dance? What's going on? I think you need to dance it out. Just dance it out. Dance it out and see what happens. Yeah. Dance your cares away. Um. Oh, you got that frog, fraggle rock yeah. <laughs> moving through you. I see what's up. <laughs> Nothing paranormal got, about this at all. You got a cute fraggleitis. Case closed. <laughs> Get your boogie on, man. You're fine. You're fine. Huh. Nordic rage. All right. That one's closed. That one's closed. Uh, Alex, I'm just a Western reg. Um, I'm also a newcomer. <laughs> this is my 17th post. The future already exists. Oh. It is a 100% fact that in some way the future already exists. As from personal experience, it has to. For example, it has to, comma, for example, comma, when my mother was still full of health, comma, I had a full-color dream one night of going into my parents' bedroom and finding her on the floor on the other side of the bed. First period of, the, of this whole thing. Around two months later, the exact thing happened, and she died in hospital from a stroke. Huh. There is no doubt that it was the same exact scene that I experienced in the dream. How the future can already exist has at least two attempts at an explanation. One is that the astral dimension time does not exist, and the awareness can view the future like a film editor looking at slides not reached yet in the physical dimension of time. Another is another is that in the astral dimension there is reported to be one that is like a library of books containing all our lives past and future 
thee has been experienced within the dimensions reaching through astral projection. Thoughts? Um, I mean, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, I would take it back to the, your, what you said was definitive proof in a dream. <laughs> I had a dream that happened to come true. Yeah. Doubt it very seriously. It's a 100% fact that in some way the future already exists, Alex. I have anecdotal evidence of this. I had a dream that came true. And there's no way it could be just me dreaming about something that was similar and later I thought, oh, that's identical to what happened. Or, you know, any random number of coincidences. That's proof. Definitive proof. That time, the future already exists. Grow up and shut up. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Brad's going to stop you right there, so shut up. Grow up and then shut up again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to stop you at grow up and shut up because, nope. Um, you, no, you, you had a dream, later something happened, and it it made you think of this dream, and then, like, that's how memories work. Like, they change every time you remember them. So, yeah, it seemed more similar. I mean, deja vu is a similar thing on how it works in your brain. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, you experiencing something that's similar and then you, it happens to you. I, guys, it gets weird. Our brains are strange. But yeah. I don't know. You cannot use that because of that unreliability of your brain. You can't use that as proof of your crazy theory about how the future already exists. Oh, Alex, Alex, he, he puts out two options for you that are both... I mean, these are two of the possible options. One is that the astral dimension in time does not exist and awareness can view the future like a film editor. The other is the astral dimension. Um, there's reported to be a library of books containing all of our lives, past, present, and future. Which one of those options isn't good enough for you? Those are the two options. If you had come at me and said, I think the future already exists, um, we were able to quantumly entangle two particles at different points in time and even then i'm like how would you even test that like how can that even exist like that that's weird um i might lead you more credence but when you say i time future definitely exists already and i know that because of my dreams no but but astral dimensions that's the other what do you mean astral dimension yeah those aren't those words don't make sense what does the hell does that mean yeah it doesn't make any sense it's real dumb Real um, astral dimensions. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, dim- the dimensions from a physics standpoint are abstracts anyway. We have spatial dimensions, and yeah, we have a time dimension, but don't get hung up on dimension like it's a sci-fi thing. It's just a word to help explain a physical manifestation. It's not like what you are like yeah. getting from science fiction, that it's a whole also, different universe, if- or it's like... <sighs> It's, it, so dumb. it's super hard to explain in a physics standpoint. You can't dumb it down to this. It's yeah. no. I mean, if you want to say the future already exists, um, that statement alone, I might be able to be okay with because in the reality of it, if we could somehow build like a, a, a perfect model of the world as is right now, like you could easy, you could progress that forward and know the future. Absolutely possible. Nope. But free will. I'm going to ask you Nonsense. to grow up. I'm kidding, of course. I Look, the statement isn't erroneous on its own, like just on the statement. Yeah. Of course, if you want to say that the future has already happened, that that's weird because time doesn't work that way. But if you want to say it's yeah. knowable and easily like predictable, given like a yeah. model of something, then yeah, obvi. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't, but that doesn't 
make sense in your but, context, dreamer. No. It has nothing to do with dimensions or like having a you had a dream that later kind of came true in your mind. Like fuck. And what does that what does that do? So the future's already known. And what? Yeah. Are you going to use that anything. as an excuse to not do something? Or like, I need to find out the future. Just make it. It's fine. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things around, like, free will and the concept of, like, well, I don't even... I, Yeah. <laughs> Everything is predictable. It's weird that you would present that as the future's already happened, because that's not accurate, but I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. But um, definitely grow up and shut up. Hi, guys. I'm just a Kairogu. There's a lot of interesting paranormal names. I don't know why, but every time you say this, I'm imagining it's Mormons. Because obviously no, no, they're no, the no. first people. This is parent, This is a different website. These are, these are par- this, uh, this, uh, this is also another newcomer, and this is their first post. This is a K-Y-R-O-G-U with the K-R and G all capitalized. So maybe it's Kentucky uh, Roving uh, Guru. Kentucky Roving Guru is who we're talking to. Um, hi guys, I'm just a Kairogu. Calling all empaths and psychics. <clears throat> I am new to this site, and have never shared this information with anyone aside from my fiancé. Mostly because I'm not sure if I'm crazy or this is all real. Since I was a child, I have had premonitions. They don't happen often. Once or twice a year, maybe. For example... When I was nine, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. She'd been having migraines for two years, and about six months before was diagnosed. I told her and my father she had cancer. As a nine-year-old, I'm not even sure I knew what cancer was. Around the same time, I also told my dad my childhood dog would pass away in May. He did. Most recently, my fiancé and I had a severe fire in our house, and days before I had crippling anxiety and a strange urge to move. So much so that I was scheduling appointments with landlords to view apartments. Lastly, I feel as I am overwhelmed with emotion in large groups of people. I feel like I can sense people who are giving off strong energies and emotions. I suppose I'm just looking for opinions on what these things may mean. Thank you all. Hmm. Huh. Thoughts, Brad? Feelings on what it could mean? Nothing. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Absolutely I'm sorry. Nothing. Did you think it did? Because it doesn't. Oh, your mother had headaches for a long, long time. And uh, eventually, and you said, you were kidding, said she had cancer. Yeah. Because, like, even at nine, like, every TV show, um, someone has headaches and they have cancer. Like, that's. You your, dog, really said your dog was going to die in May. Um, dog, your dog, I guess your dog was older. Died. And surely yeah. there were things that gave you an indication that that would happen. Thus, you predict predicted. Yeah. In quotation marks. You wanted marks. to move, and you started scheduling appointments with the landlord, and your place burned down. Um, Happens you lived every in a fire trap. day. <laughs> you lived I mean, in a fire trap. I mean, I, there's lots of people that have that feeling. A lot of people 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 have that feeling. But most of them don't have a platform like some of us do to talk about those eventually on an episode of a podcast in the future. By the way, uh, it's official. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has won her house race. Yeah. I mean, like there was any question, but yes. I did read that uh, there was an upset. Supposedly, I I don't know. 
I mean, I take everything with a grain of salt, obviously, because I don't know exactly everything that's happening right now, because I'm dedicated to the show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a senator in Indiana lost re-election. Joe Donnelly? Yeah. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. I'm glad. Fuck him. If we, if Listen, if the guy that gets the office is going to act like a Republican, he might as well have an R next to his name anyway. Burn the shitty Democrats to the ground. Fuck them all. I hope they all lose. <laughs> Joe Donnelly is a piece of shit. Well, then good. I didn't yeah. know too much about him, to be honest. No, it's, it doesn't change anything, because, like, Joe Donnelly voted with Trump all the time anyway. So, fuck them. Good. No more shitty Democrats. No more shitty Democrats. Well, there you go. Not an upset at all. Yeah, no, and it, it, it wasn't an upset at all, because for a while it was very clear he was going to lose, because he's the worst, and his poll numbers have been down. There's no way that the Democrats could get the Senate back, correct? It's 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 not likely now, and I don't know what the numbers are at this point, but, um, it, but the thing is, in this race, there weren't very many seats open for yeah. them to get. Like, the House is a different story, but... Yeah, no, the House, they're, they're I think they're very likely... I, again, I haven't looked at the numbers. They're very likely to have the House. Um, but um, next next election, a lot of the Republican Senate seats are up for grabs. And they'll probably... They, I mean, unless things drastically change, are the Democrats somehow fuck it up again? Uh, <laughs> which... Wouldn't surprise ne- any of never, us. Never count the Democrats out not to fuck shit up. Uh, Hillary said the other day that she was thinking about running. <laughs> like, so, you know, nev- never discount the Democrats to not ruin everything. How could she possibly think that that was okay to say? I mean, I understand you have aspirations, and that's fine, and maybe you want to avoid, and that's cool, I guess. Fuck, you don't, know. fuck but you. But you don't, no one's going to let you You gave us Donald Trump. You don't get to do anything except kill yourself. Fuck off, Hillary Clinton. Like, you handed the country to Donald Trump. Fuck you. Literally, Hillary Clinton, like, she lucked out because Donald Trump was her opponent. Because anyone else would have, would have, like, completely beat her by a billion votes. Like, it was the one person that she had a chance to, uh, to had a chance that, that might not beat her, and she still lost. <laughs> like... Fuck you. No. Fuck Hillary Clinton. Never. Never. Never again, shitty Democrats. <laughs> Stop it. Go away. Your day is over. The the migrant caravan thing that's presently happening and in the news. Insane. Absolutely insane. One of many things that's insane. But the fact that someone is contemplating and presently deploying troops to a group that's thousands... Like, they are very far away from the border right now. Presently, yeah. like they're below portion. Most of Me- they haven't even entered Mexico, have they? Or maybe at their border. Like it's super low yeah. in Latin America. They are, yeah. all, if on foot, it's, they're starving very Guatemalans. Far away. Yes, they're starving Guatemalans come looking for a political asylum. Like, ugh. and every fucking state-sponsored murder asshole that goes down there, fuck you. I hope you fall on your gun. And blow your fucking skull off. It, the rhetoric of there's different people in there trying to get in. It's like, motherfucker, no. if they wanted to get in, they could just get in. If there yeah. are people who are terrorist extremists that are trying to get in through a Guatemalan freaking caravan, Ugh. why? Is this like an extreme challenge yeah. to them? Like, I bet I could do it this. Like, no, they could easily the, get in the other ways. The most awkward way possible. 
It's the most awkward, extreme way possible. They would yeah. cloak it out. They would just yeah. try to be as normal as possible to get in. And they'd get in. There's no way you could keep them out. If terrorists wanted to come to the U.S., they would probably do it like they did last time. They would be Saudis, and they would be welcomed with open arms. Yeah. We got lots of money. Yeah. Who wants to Who wants to shake our hands first? Yeah. Oh, George Bush wants to give us hugs. Donald sure. Trump wants to sell us weapons. Like, those are the bad guys. The Saudis are the bad guys. Not starving Guatemalans. No. Let them in. Let it give them. Give them. Give them. Like we're the give bad them a guys. Town. Yeah. Like I, those troops of ours going to the border. Those are the bad guys. Like it's not the fucking starving Guatemalans. It's the fucking American soldiers. Like fuck the troops. And I say that as a four-star general <laughs> with a Congressional Medal of Honor and a Purple Heart. Wow, I didn't know about the Purple Heart. So I, so I can say it. If anyone can say it, I can say it. Fuck the U.S. fucking military. State-sponsored murderers. If you and the pieces of shit. If you can genuinely, even if you're a fan of the military, if you can, if you think Gross. that sending thousands of troops, right? Like it's a large number to a border <laughs> to intercept refugee, like people seeking asylum from a country who traveled thousands of miles. And let's not forget our our part in uh, making them starving. Let's oh, let's well, not yeah, forget well. like all of the U.S. action, all of the U.S. action in South America, all of the U.S. Um, all of the things we've contributed to global warming to destroy like um, um, crops and this is all our fault. People like Republicans love to complain about oh we give more um, than other countries. Well, first of all, we don't. We just don't. That's just not true. Um, but also, what we do is fuck over all the rest of the world. Like we owe the rest of the world. We should be paying more, but we don't. Um, but it's our fault. I, very true. These are all things that we know. <laughs> what the best thing to do would to let them in, right? Yeah. Do do what you got to do. Like yeah, you got asylum. Let's get you the Well, the best thing to do, do would be to let them all in, give them citizenship, and then murder the troops. Like, that would be <laughs> the best thing. I would think disband the troops and have them do other pursuits that are better or more valuable of their those time in society. Most of those assholes aren't worth saving. I would, they signed up to be state-sponsored murderers for the U.S. military. In this day and age... I want to see the National Guard go to corporations who aren't meeting their carbon requirements properly, are like purposefully polluting the environment for money. Because those exist. Yeah. The EPA is run by people still that are like, oh yeah, give me money and we'll let you do whatever. Let's roll back all the things that we were trying to do to keep the environment safe. Flint, Michigan? Yeah, fuck them. We'll do whatever we need Let's to. Let's take all these crazy military fucks um, that just want to fucking murder people. And instead of letting them kill, like, uh, uh, brown people in other countries, um, let's tell them to kill billionaires. Knock, hey, knock. We're all here. All right, all right. Listen, asshole. You're not going to get to kill poor people in other countries anymore um, just because they're brown. Yeah. Um, but what you are allowed to do is kill all the billionaires you want. No questions asked. I don't know. How many billionaires are there? Enough. Enough? I don't know there's enough for 5,000. I I wouldn't advocate killing. I'd advocate going in, policing, and then incarcerating these people. Because that's how you get back at them, I think. Or you kill them. Well, I mean, different approaches, different podcast hosts. But this show comes together, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot easier just to take them out. Wouldn't it be a much better world? National Guard. If Jeff Bezos' head just happened to explode... Okay. There was a show recently that showed an early Amazon commercial. I want to say it was from like 
I don't know. But it was Bezo before he got jacked and like shaved his head. Mm. And it's him like, I think he's selling, he's selling something. I can't remember what it is. It's like some product that had a cross tie in with Amazon. And he's asking questions about it. But you're thinking, dude, do you even know you're going to be the richest man in the world one day? Because you're not, his, his whole demeanor is different than it is now. I, all I'm saying is he might be an awesome actor. If he's able to kind of pull off this line like, what? Cool. La, 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 and then be who he is now, which is decidingly a different, maybe he just got a different look. I don't know. I don't know. Brad says National Guard, let's repurpose you and bring the guillotines I mean, out. if we're not going to kill the troops, we might as well kill the billionaires. I think that might solve the problem. I mean, I'm for either one of the... Listen, there's two <laughs> options. There's one There's one reality. The National Guard is already... Uh, Clearly, there are two options. One, we kill the troops. <laughs> two, the troops kill the billionaires. I don't know what the future holds, but it already exists. Okay. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we discuss amazing stories. Brad is going to have a minute to summarize this episode of Amazing Stories. Um, episode 9 in Season 2 called Thanksgiving. Can he do it? Well, you're about to find out. Happy holidays. <laughs> Don't be a chump, Brad. you got to go over 55 seconds in your summary. Okay. 55 to a minute, you win. You're doing good. Um, if you go over a minute, you've forgotten everything about the holidays. But if you can hit a minute, you're a Braveheart. And this is the season for Bravehearts, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it truly is. Um, yeah, the future's already decided. It's already we already know what's gonna happen, kinda. So make it happen. You tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. On go. Three, two, one, go. All right, guys. It is Thanksgiving. We got Karis, a 21-year-old Kara Sedgwick, and a David Carradine. David Carradine is the uh, stepfather to Kara Sedgwick, and they basically live on. Uh, a dirt farm <laughs> like they're i don't know what they're doing they're it's like some luke skywalker shit they're trying to find water i don't know what's happening uh they're in the desert they're in a shack he's making fool's gold as a career choice um there's a hole in the yard that they're using to try to find water um but when they put a bucket down it with a flashlight oh they get some gold back um, and it's because there's whole people. This is a whole episode about whole people. You put something down the hole, they send something back. Um, David Carradine goes into town to, like, find out what the deal is and, I guess, sell it. I don't know. Um, but she, uh, put some food down and they, in a book. And they're like, hey, thanks for the stuff. Send us more. So she does, and they get more stuff. In the end, David Carradine's gonna go down and kill them. Um, but they eat him. That's the up. One minute. Congratulations, friend. Thank you. Um, so many people have thanked this on this Thanksgiving season. I'd like to thank. Uh, I'd like to thank Kara Sedgwick uh, for helping the whole people. I'd like to thank the whole people. I'd like to thank David Carradine for being food for the whole people. I'd like to thank the super cute dog that doesn't get credited. But mainly, I'd like to thank the people of America, whom I was so when I was out. In the fields of battle, as a four-star general, I was really doing it for all of you. And that's why I got the Congressional Medal of Honor. Huh. Yeah. Well, Brad, thank you. Thank me for my service. 
<laughs> You're welcome for my service. I think Thanksgiving, instead of saying what I'm thankful for, should just be people thanking each other. Why the fuck is this whole, I'm thankful for this? Thankful to what? Thankful for what? Thank people. Thank you for coming to this meal and being my friend and showing up. Thank you for being a brave heart this week, Brad. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for uh, um, saying uh, that it was a good idea to watch this episode of Amazing Stories. I'd like to thank the listeners. Huh. Without them, I would have never seen this Amazing Stories because I wouldn't be on a podcast. Well, I probably, I mean, who knows what would have happened. But... I mean, we would just be doing this podcast for no one. <laughs> it would be very sad. <laughs> Which is slightly less sad than it is now. <laughs> I don't know if it's sad. I'd like to thank it for. I'd like to thank Brad. I'd like to thank, yeah, Brad for helping me. Let's start. We started the podcast, and our lives lives are a little less sad than they could be. I appreciate True. that. I appreciate that. True. So, Amazing Stories is basically a Twilight Zone with a Steven Spielberg spin, um, and it's great. It's it, it was on between what is it eighty five and eighty seven? I think is the span of like where the episodes aired. Um, for that time period, there's a lot of production going to this. They put some money behind it. The camera work is really good. The camera quality is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I would say Amazing Stories only ran for two seasons. I think I mentioned that on the beginning of the podcast. Um, and they canceled it because it didn't have really good ratings. And they went on to take one of the stories that would have been in season three and make a new movie out of it. Batteries not included. Um, so yeah, primetime NBC, a Steven Spielberg, Twilight Zone. It's a good time. This it's one, a del- good time. this one delivers. And reading the synopsises of the, some of the other ones, I, I would not be surprised if we in the future dip back into Amazing Stories. Yeah, I I, I feel like that this this was shown in heavy rotation on like a Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, with like tales from the dark side and monsters like there's just a whole block of these weird little uh, anthology shows i would say the quality is much better than monsters oh absolutely absolutely i also love how the 80s goes over the top with their introductions so the beginning of this is we capping on to the darkness there's like a fire lighting uh, a circle of um primitive people and there's an old dude frantically looking about and talking whether he's telling a story i don't know or whether he's being questioned at some sort of like court, I don't know either. Like, there's a lot of things that could be happening because he doesn't look like he's like necessarily. T- there's a baby. I, I I wasn't anywhere near her. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know how she died. It's a complete mystery. I've never told a story where I frantically look back and forth between two people, even to like in like to dredge up some sort of like anxiety and like. In storytelling, this guy's doing that, which makes me think it's not just a story. Or maybe you should rethink your storytelling game. I might. After this, I might. So we we go up into the uh, the fire, um, or the yeah, the sparks come out the fire, go up into the heavens, and we're suddenly introduced to eighty-seven computer-generated graphics, Ooh, which boy. in some cases I think are very stylized and hold up. Like the the top hat with the cards flying out of it still seems like, okay, well, that that could be a stylized choice. A lot of it's really bad, though. This is like a ghost. There's like human skeletons. There's like... um, There's a knight. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's a book that opens up, and then there's a knight just like flailing a sword and not really doing sword moves. I have no idea. Yeah. Then we see a spaceship, and then we see Earth. Oh, what? And then suddenly Earth becomes... We, we zoom in on Chicago, I think, and we see, like, a city plan, and suddenly it becomes a microchip, and then we see TV static, 
and there's the same old dude defending himself in a primitive court of law <laughs> as it pans out from a TV. There's a carousel horse on the side of this box television. There's a kid in the floor with his hands under his chin looking up, and Grandpa is looking around, and he's agreeing. He's like, what's so wrong with something? Like, whatever this guy's uh, guilty of. Listen, I think he's innocent. I think he's innocent. How do we know it wasn't a Muslim that did it? And to this racist remark, uh, the family is unfazed. They're like, D- we're watching amazing stories. Just shut the fuck up. And Grandpa I goes think- from, eh, to, uh. Are you saying the Muslims didn't do it? <laughs> I'm saying it's 5 o'clock on a weeknight, Grandpa, please. Well, it's 6 o'clock. I don't know what time. This is not the time. Pan out, amazing stories. And then it flashes. Love this introduction, really great. Then we go to Dirt Town. What did you call it? There is a sign that we start off with that says, Rocks, Cactus, Bones. (laughs) Like, hey, um, I got a reason maybe why you're not rich, David Carradine. Your signs for rocks, cactus, and bones. Only one of those are things people actually buy. (laughs) And they don't really go out of their way to buy a cactus. So there's another sign that says something about uh, the nature wonder world. Really? So it pans. So that sign, rocks, cactus, and bones, is a sign I guess you can buy or like something advertising this place. I, when I first painted, I thought, was this some sort of, like, craft tchotchke place? Like, it's not on the side of a major road, so it can't be. And it, I don't think it would be a destination. And yet, the sign above it says... Oh, yeah. It says nature... What is it? Is it nature's... Nature's wonder world. But the W is on a hinge, guys, and it says underworld. Foreshadowing. Oh, foreshadowing. There. Pinwheels foreshadowing. Whatever. Pinwheels don't foreshadow anything. That'd be really awesome if they did. Um, so yeah, there's just a whole bunch of like, what do you even call those? Pinwheels? Everywhere of different types and varieties. But I don't know what this Wonder World's supposed to be. I, I, it's an aged attraction. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a real, I feel like it's a roadside garbage fest. So it's gotta be like, what, a mile from the main road? But yeah, so there's a sales manager, special, this guy, uh, David Carradine is spray painting rocks gold. He's like, oh, you can get fool's gold. I feel like um, after uh, after uh, you know uh, global warming completely destroys the entire fucking world, I feel like this is what Ducks Market in Jackson is or outside of Jackson is gonna be like. Oh, definitely. We used to sell fireworks and crap. We ran out of fireworks. Now we just sell crap. Because <laughs> there's a <laughs> sign. David Carradine is paying Rock's Gold, and there's a sign that says "Sale Manager Special Genuine Invitation Fool's Gold." Like, he's selling fake gold. It's not a job. Not a job at all. So, David Carradine is obviously con- trying to con people from the get-go. We get this kind of thing from his character. And um, we also find out that he's Calvin. That's his name. And he's a stepdaddy. Um, I was very glad when we eventually found out that it was a stepfather. Because I was like... Yeah. Kira Sedgwick looks way too young to be with David Carradine here. So, Kira Sedgwick, we find out, is... Yeah, her, his Calvin's stepdaughter, and something happened to Mama. Yeah, Mom's dead. Mom is dead. Also, David Carradine has a snake head on his cowboy hat, which is oh, like gross. a real snake head. I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a snake head on his on his cowboy hat, like right in the front center. Wow. Like okay, 
they've done so much to kind of paint this guy before you even see him, which is great. Like, there's th this is just awesome. Um, so, Carrie Sedgwick, she's singing. She's, she's an aspiring country music star. Kind of. Not really, but she's singing to the radio. It's a country song as if you have leaving on your mind. Because obviously she wants to leave. She doesn't want to be here with Calvin, her stepdad, who is the Ugh. fucking worst. Seriously? She looks at the calendar. She realizes it almost as if it just occurred to her November is now the month. She looks up and says, Yo, Calvin, could you go get, like, a Thanksgiving turkey? Because Thanksgiving's almost happening. Yeah, it's like tomorrow. Like, hey, get a turkey. We'll have Thanksgiving. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're just like your mother with your crazy ideas. We didn't have no Thanksgiving here. Like, what is your problem, asshole? Thanksgiving's like the best holiday. Calvin, shut up. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but the happy holiday season is the best season ever. Yeah. Why would you deny someone a turkey? It's just a turkey. Yeah, and the thing is, like, because I was like, oh, well, maybe they're just so poor that, like, that's out of question. But later we see they got a full, whole fucking ham that's already cooked. Like, He's very so, anti-turkey, pro-ham. There's, like, a... Later on, and we'll get there, but Kara Zedrick is eating, like, a, a... Got, like, a full fucking ham that is... Our, maybe he's just pissed off. He's like, we got a whole ham in the refrigerator and two full chickens. Like, why would we get a turkey? We got too many... Too much meat as is. Which, if he said that, okay, I could see objectively yeah. why you'd want that, but it's a tradition. Just... All right. Yeah. Get, then get like a little turkey. Get something turkey-ish or get yeah, stuffing. Sorry. You're going to get Goodness. turkey. But it seems like you guys are like living a hardcore ketogenic diet as is. Because it seems like you're just eating giant meat. So I don't know why a turkey's out of the question. He also says, so look, we ain't going to do none of this kind of like crazy stuff your mother liked until we find water. Which to me is a pressing issue if you do not have water. True. But later he goes to a town or something locally and comes back with so much, so many flashlights to where I'm yeah. pretty sure you can buy your own water, dude, until you find that water. Yeah, I really don't understand this. I don't understand the world we're in. I don't understand the scenario. I don't understand what, like, I know. It doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. So out of spite, there's a Norman Walkwell calendar on the wall. He says all this and looks at the calendar and smiles and he takes the gold spray paint and then uh, graffitis this calendar, which I guess is a relic left over from Kira Sedgwick's mother, I'm assuming, because why would this guy care about a calendar? And he's... I, I don't know what the relationship was with uh, this girl's mother and Calvin, but damn. <laughs> this is cruelty to, like, a weird level. Ted Cruz won. No. I mean, it was a long shot. Not a long shot. It was close, but by a lot. Un I, I don't believe so. So Kira Sedgwick has to do her chores, dictated by Calvin, and then come out and haul dirt, digging a hole for water. She, she tells us as she talks to herself because she's alone, and all she has is Calvin after her mother died. And obviously she's had arrested development from this, I'm assuming. Like, I don't... There's a lot of things I have questions on, but it's not really important. Uh -huh. It's better not to have the answers because it makes the story all the more interesting. Because she no. still thinks he's going to get her turkey. He's not. He's not going to get her turkey. Definitely not. Definitely not. So she's pl playing her guitar. Oh, she um, also, wait, really quick, sends a, a, a cry out to, to Mama in the heavens. She's like, Mama, please help us find water. So was Mama like a deed? I don't, I don't understand what's going on, but you're right. She's playing her guitar. She's done with her chores. She's not going to haul dirt. What happens next, Brad? 
Oh, uh, David Carradine comes in, he's like, What are you fucking doing playing a goddamn guitar? Haven't finished your chores yet, and you're playing a guitar? I can't have it. And he cuts the strings of the guitar. Like, fuck you, David Carradine. Can't wait till you're getting eat- I can't wait till you're eaten by the whole people. <laughs> she's- she's playing guitar like her mother played? Like, he- he takes it like he's yeah. he it's just cruelty. Like it's so weird. Like how do you not have any affection for the child of the woman you once were? Like I don't understand. Like who knows what's going on? They have to go and haul dirt and like yeah, we're getting to haul people. Um, so essentially they're like hauling dirt and she cries out another cra- prayer to Mama as Calvin's down in the hole like digging. And as she does that, um, the wind picks up, and suddenly in the well they're trying to dig, um. The bottom of it just falls out. Calvin crawls up. He's like, look, good thing I was holding on to that rope ladder or I would have died. I have no idea why, but the bottom of this hole just freaking opened up out of nowhere. The way he says it, though, he says something like, uh, like, I, I was uh, all of a sudden the, the the floor fell out beneath me and I was I was just standing in thin air. And it's like, what? What is this wily coyote scenario? <laughs> oh, he's like, uh, but then he's like, if I hadn't been holding on to, the, to that, uh, a ladder, I would have fallen to my death. It's like, okay, all right, all right, that's that's better. But I really liked imagining him like uh, in a straight up uh, cartoon scenario where um, the floor falls out beneath him and he's just standing in midair until he looks down. Oh yeah, Kira thinks it's her because she's pulling up the, um, I guess, the bucket on a rope, and I guess she misses it or something, and it falls all the way to the bottom, and then it like breaks through or whatever. It doesn't. We don't know what happens yeah. in the hole other than wily coyote hijinks. Yeah. So they pull up the, um, do they pull up the, uh, the bucket or is yeah, it the stream Yeah, well, they, they realize that, that it went all the way, that, that the rope went all the way and it still didn't reach the bottom. So they're trying to figure out how deep the hole is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they put, decide to put a flashlight on a rope and send it all the way down. Um, and it's just going forever and ever and they can't even see the flashlight anymore. Um, and they use up all their rope and it finally gets the bottom. But then when they're about to pull it up, something pulls at the rope very gently just tugs at it and they're like what so it stops tugging and they reel it up slowly and the flashlight's gone and replaced by a sort of tiny bag a leather pouch as it were and inside this leather patch pouch is a note written in some sort of like crazy symbols that don't resemble any language that we know today and a a triangular like a, a pyramid shaped piece of real solid pure gold yeah of course calvin's super excited oh he's loving it he's like this is the greatest i got money flashlight down a hole now i got a thing of gold i'll be back he gets in his truck and says you stay away from that fucking hole water doesn't matter anymore i'm going to town gotta sell this gold i got a hunch too i'm gonna follow maybe right maybe wrong so, obviously, because she is... How old do you think she is in this? Is she 21-ish? I, I imagine she would be much younger, because why would you stay she, here if you were old enough to get away from this guy? Oh, yeah. It's very upsetting. Um, I Yeah, it's hard to tell. So, obviously, when he's gone, she's like, fuck that. She gets a, a translation dictionary, and she sends, like, a little care package down to talk to these people. It- was it even a dictionary? I thought she just put like a, oh. a book. I didn't realize it was a. It was a letter, and then she put in a, a like a a translation dictionary. Oh, okay. Oh. So she's eating. Well, she does all this over lunch, 
So there's a again a giant fucking ham. She it's uh, amazing because she like we see her writing this letter to the whole people and it's like hey whole people how are you? Um, but then like on the kitchen table there is a whole fucking ham with a big like uh, um um like fork in it and she's just eating like a ham sandwich. It's like why is first of all put that ham back in the refrigerator, cover it and put it back in the refrigerator. <laughs> Um, why is that we were just a ham there? It's super weird. So she puts a she puts all this care package on a bag. She puts a slice of ham in the bag. Don't know why. That's gross. Here's a dictionary and a slice <laughs> of ham. And a letter. Hi, friend. A letter. Just put this in a sack and throw it down a hole. So she takes it, she puts it down there, and almost immediately, like within the span of a minute, she gets tugged, two tugs, and she's like, What? Are we like to believe that she's not only naive, but maybe she also, she may have like a, a dis, like a cognitive disability? Because she's a little too amazed by some of this stuff. And there's certain actions or character takes that obviously, I mean, she could obviously be a woman who's older that's obviously suffered some sort of trauma because her mother died and she's been living with Calvin, who's a monster. But I don't know, because the way she's like, <gasps> she's wowed by the rope being pulled twice is a little weird. But whatever, yeah. it works. She brings it up, and again, within minutes, these fucking whole people, or creatures, have translated the dictionary, write another letter to her, and then give her all these, like, jeweled-encrusted trinkets, and they're all like, yo, using your primitive dictionary, we were able to decipher your letter. Uh, we also really liked what we think is ham. What else do you have? Enclosed is payments. Gold and trinkets. So she's excited. She's like, all right, cool. I have friends now. I'm not going to question any of this. So she goes back inside. She's looking around. She looks in the refrigerator. And there's two fucking chickens. Um, Should I do this? Is there going to be any repercussions when Calvin gets back? She says, like, oh, Calvin will be so mad. It's like, Willie, you've got, like, a shit ton of gold. <laughs> like, um, you guys can just, like, go and, like, eat, like, in a restaurant or something. It's <laughs> fine. Like, I uh, go buy some other giant cuts of meat. Yeah, so she's putting on all these ju- all this jewelry that she got, including along with the gold, and she's like excited. She's happy. She's getting the chickens. She's gonna put those chickens down there in this basket. She again another care package, another little letter like, hey help, hell, uh, hey whole people. It's kind of weird that she dresses up the chickens in ribbons, which is another reason I'm like, it's very strange. Sure, she puts bows on them. She lowers it down. She's excited. She's like, what? What's gonna happen next? What are they gonna think about chicken? Oh no, goodness. Bye-bye. Calvin's coming back. It's been a long day. Calvin. By the way, this this cute dog's been hanging out this whole time. Oh, Doesn't yeah. really have anything to do. It's real crazy that they've got... Because the dog really serves no purpose in this episode. Yeah. Um, Just being a cute dog. Yeah, ambiance. He's just like a friend that she has, her other companion here. I mean, I got no complaints. I think every, every show should have a dog just hanging out and being a cool pal. Like, that's how we should all live our lives, with a dog hanging out and being a cool pal. You know how much better this podcast would be if there was a cool dog hanging out just being a pal? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, come on. Somebody help me make that happen. Ramjack the Wonder Dog? Um, please, please help me make that happen. So Calvin comes back. He's rented, like, a crane truck. Or, like, I don't know how to say, explain that. Um, a truck with a crane on the back of it. Like a, what would you call that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the like truck a, that you know, call. Like a, like a tow truck? Tow truck. He gets a tow truck. That's the word I He's coming back, and he also has, like, a barrel of flashlights. I didn't yeah. do it to the first one he sat down there. He's like, I'm going to get more gold for this. Um, 
It, like, I love that he just assumes immediately, oh, the only thing they're interested in is flashlights. It tells you a lot about Calvin. Yeah. So, um... Well, it worked the first time. Let's give them a lot more flashlights. How about get some variety? Try some things out before you buy a shit ton of flashlights. Make sure the flashlight is, like, their number one thing first. Oh, yeah. I mean, here, dude. Spoiler alert, it's not. (laughs) They just want meat. So she quickly brings the basket back up because it got tugged again instantaneously. These whole people are crazy. I don't know if there's some weird time dilation going on. Who knows? But she gets another note that's like, hey, thanks for the chickens. We, we think they're chickens, right? Enclosed is a lot more payment for those chickens. What else do you have? That is a basket full of gold and trinkets and rubies and valuables. Rich. Calvin's like, <laughs> she obviously hides this from Calvin, but Calvin's got the flashlight. She's putting it in a barrel. He sends it down. They come back up all like with what we assume were like bite marks or something like these creatures within seconds bit through all these flashlights got the batteries out and we're like what the fuck is this shit i mean you think we were smart enough because we could translate all this within seconds to like bite one and be like "Mm." but no they bite all of them um very and then calvin's pissed off so he's like i'm gonna fucking teach these greedy assholes a lesson it's like what are you talking about dog this is war i gave them Um, flashlights so meanwhile, uh, um, Kira Cedric uh, realizes that there's a letter sticking out of the flashlight, and she reads it and says, like, uh, um, yeah, no thanks for the flashlights. These aren't good. Um, no payment included. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? What do you have? So Calvin decides to go to war. He suits up in what looks like a Fallout outfit. Like, literally, this guy is... It doesn't surprise me that he has all of this strange, mm-hmm. exotic military equipment, but he's got like a gas mask on, and he puts himself in the barrel at the end of the tow truck's hook, suited up, and is going to go out in the dark and teach those monsters a lesson and take that gold for himself. Calvin is an idiot. <laughs> and Kirsten is still not really wanted to tell him that she sent the food down, which is hilarious to me. Because like, really, all you need to tell him is like, hey, 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 just send down like a peanut butter sandwich. It'll be fine. Like, honestly, like, a jar of peanut butter would, like, have solved this whole issue. I didn't notice this, but there's also, they also have, like, a gas station. Because in the background of this, there's, like, a last chance for gas thing. Ugh. It's the worst place. So, she's kind of worried about Calvin, but not. Calvin's suited up, and she's, like, she starts to kind of tell him. Calvin's got not only, like, a rifle, but also a flamethrower. How does he have a flamethrower? Doesn't matter. He's a, he's got a canteen in the back though, so he, we know he's got water. Uh, um, he's also got a fucking like fill up uh, uh, like a gas mask with like a tube going. And I just like oh, I wonder if this is from David Carradine's private collection. <laughs> it may be. Yeah. Don't worry, wardrobe. Thanks. I got this. Uh, All right. Well, it's uh, kind of hard I, to find uh, some of this stuff in the script. No, no, no it's no, cool. No. It's cool. I've got like a gas mask that'll like cut off my my oxygen. It'll be great. Ooh. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> so he goes down there, and Kira Cedric is the whole time is like, oh gosh, this is, I don't know about this, this is a bad idea. Hey, David Carradine, come on, uh, don't go down there, don't do this. And then she's got like, she's gonna like, she's gonna cut the rope, um, but she can't do it, and then it hits bottom. Well, I, I want to say one last thing about this, because they have an exchange where he goes down the hole where she's basically trying to tell him without telling him about everything, mm-hmm. and he takes a moment to basically say, your mother wasn't shit. You'll never be shit. Fuck true. off. 
It's a real five heartbeats moment. Yeah. It's beautiful. And that's where she's thinking, all right, go on down the hole. You'll be fine. Yeah, go on down. I got no qualms anymore. (laughs) He heads down into the abyss. She's still mad. So she takes wire cutters and is about to cut the wire as it goes down. And she's like yelling at Calvin, like, what you said was wrong. My mother was awesome. I'm awesome. You're the one who's horrible. You deserve to be locked down there with these whole people. But then she stops for a moment and reflects and says something along the lines of, wait a minute, that's who you are. You're just a mean old curmudgeon. That's your place in life. It comes out of nowhere. I'm like, it's. I can understand you're not bizarre. wanting to kill someone who was kind of a father figure, but to say it like that is a nod justification. Hits bottom, tug, tug. Oh boy. Within seconds. Now, do you think she did the right thing by bringing it back up? Because this is the first time something's gone down that something could go inside that was like human level size i mean i think you have to bring it back up because you gotta uh, slowly look down the hole see what's in it (laughs) yeah bring it up to a light where you can see sunlight and then if it's not great cut the cable then brings it back up and what looks like calvin is in there it comes up and she's like calvin goes up calvin's suit's actually empty Oh. and there's not two kids on each other's shoulders on the inside like a it's full of jewels and gold and wow. Oh, and there's a note sticking out. It's like, hey, uh, thanks so much. Uh, we, we really enjoyed what we believe is turkey. Delicious. What else do you have? They ate David Carey. <laughs> what else can you, I mean, you bring, you send down meat. Living, mm-hmm. fair enough. These creatures are subterranean. They don't know what's going on. They got all the money in the world. Yeah, we ate him. Is that weird? Yeah. And uh, and as the episode ends, we pull out to a shot of like the the clothes hanging. Um, you, we see like it, it like in a silhouette, and it looks like a turkey because there's like the there's like a thing behind it that makes it look like a turkey. I don't know what that is. Is that part of his suit or is that like a a weather vane elsewhere? I think it's the weather vane, or it might have been part of his suit that they like. Tour? I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange because, like, I can't Did, tell. Was it part of his suit going down? Because they, I thought they thought it was turkey because it's a meat thing. They're like, okay, whatever. But maybe that tail on him or whatever might have been a weapon or whatever behind him looked like it. Like maybe they thought it was the feathers behind him, so they're like, oh, this must be a turkey. I mean, he's got a beard, kind of like he's got some scruff, and turkeys apparently have a little beard. When he comes up, we see that that part is kind of tattered, so. I mean, obviously, I think it's just there for the joke of he kind of looks like a turkey in silhouette because of that being, like, ripped up, but I don't know how they got turkey, because really, they've been so dead on so far after trans-learning English really quick. I mean, they don't get it. I mean, maybe they thought it would be a taboo, so they're like, okay, let's not cut off our food stream, this new food source. Let's just say we ate it. We, let's just say that we got it confused with the turkey. This is obviously a human, and I'm guessing the humans are what are bringing these things down. But let's not scare them because we couldn't. I mean, I think it's a. I think it's a good play on the whole people, mm-hmm. these rich whole people who still also have an eye for fashion. I'd love to see what they're rocking down there because they make trinkets for like they make like a brooch, they make like a hair thing. So they're at least quasi human-ish. Oh, they're amazing jewelers, amazing mm. jewelers. And that's the episode. That's it. Kara Sedgwick's free. She's got all the money in the world. She's got a hole that she can put food into and get money back. Pretty great. It's pretty fun. It's a fun little episode. It's a fun little show. And the very end in the credits is the sun setting over suburbia. 
it slowly sets over the course oh, yeah. of the entire credits until it's like twilight. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then a streetlight comes on, and it's the end. It's the end. So, um, best dressed, worst dressed. <laughs> I mean, I disagree with the, I guess, the, the all everything around David Carradine's um, Fallout outfit, mm-hmm. but he does come correct with it. He's got accessory. He's accessorized. The look, while militaristic, is a look. It's better than his original look with the... Well, I guess it depends. Because we only really have three outfits. That? Yeah, we got three outfits. We got, um... Um... Um, going to war, David Carradine. We got Snakehead, David Carradine. And we got Kira Sedgwick. Snakehead, Gary Carradine, Carradine... Unless the, unless this dog happens to... No, the dog is not wearing a bandana, Sadly. unfortunately. God, I wish it was. I think you have to give it to Kira just because her outfit is normalish yeah. and it's countryish. She's got yeah. jeans and like a white sleeveless like top. Yeah. Now it's got. She also has a, a fancy jewel, bejeweled brooch of real expense and a hair tie. So I mean, she's rocking it. Where's David Carradine got a hat with a snake on it and Fallout. So my question is, which is his worst outfit? I mean, I think it's got to be the one with the gas mask. It has to be because also you're going down into. I mean, a dark I know. Hole. I know that's. Pra- I know it's practical to David Carradine's interests. Uh, but... I'm trying to be unbiased and uh, obsessing the fashions, but I do think that the Snake Cat one at least has an edge you could, like, take to town. You can't wear that military outfit anywhere else other than at your home, just pretending as you cosplay as a military yeah. person. and it's not like and a, it's a, a practical outfit. You're going to fight whole people, all right? dark. Doesn't he put on, like, shades or something? He doesn't even light the... To- like, you light yeah. the flamethrower immediately, you send flame down... Like you gotta like set up a bait. These are whole people. Yeah. No. 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 This is no. This is not. It's not a practical outfit. It's not a good outfit. It's a bad outfit. One hundred percent. No question. Case closed. Worst dressed. Who won? Who lost? Kira Cedric won. She's rich. Definitely. Super winner. <laughs> Calvin's gone. She can now do whatever she wants. Really. Um. um yeah. I think uh, David Carradine loses. I think it's pretty cut and dry. The whole you know, people. I mean, you can't make you whole people. I. They're, they can't come up the hole, which is interesting. Yeah. And it's not really that far down. Like, who are these whole... It doesn't matter. They don't lose. I mean, do we know that they aren't in a parallel dimension on the astral plane? Ooh, astral plane people. Ooh, astral plane people. Could be a whole bunch of shadow people. They can't come out during the day. Oh my god, what are their shadow people? They just love to eat meat. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. So David Carradine obviously loses. Worst dressed and loses. That's what happens when you have a cast of three. I'm including Absolutely. the dog. Huh. And that's it. That's that's the episode. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Amazing! Welcome back to the 2037 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm your host, Josh Kipling, and well, hey, who's that coming around the corner? Why, it's none other than our good friend Ramjack, celebrating his 20th year as a balloon in the parade. You know, it takes 4.3 quintillion tons of helium and 3,700 volunteers to keep our Ramjack afloat. But when you see that smile on old Ramjack's face, you know it's worth all that time and effort. We love you, Ramjack. Now let's turn our attention to the cast of Geostorm the Musical as they perform that smash hit tune, It's Raining on everything. Take it away, kids! Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's always a pleasure. Brad, thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you listeners in this time of Thanksgiving. Thank people. Don't just tell thank people what you're thankful for. Just thank them. I'd like to thank you for this in particular. Not some random thing. Of course, you're you're thankful 
for the things you have, but put the human element back in. Yeah. Thank people for specific things. <laughs> Thank me for my service. Thank you. You're welcome for my service. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ramjackpodcast.com. Get all the latest. Facebook group. Always a good time. Get at us with your... T- thank us. You know what? Maybe you can thank us, everyone. So I- yeah. Hey. Hey, could you maybe be thankful for one second? We do so much for you, and why don't you thank us? What's your problem? Why are you such a greedy Gus? Never saying thank you. Oh, you think you don't have to say thank you? Maybe you do have to say thank you. Maybe I'll just cut this whole fucking thing off. I'll cut it off. That's right. The whole, the whole, this podcast will come to a dead halt. You'll not hear another fucking podcast. Not from us. Not from us. Go listen to fucking Pod Save America. Yeah, that'll make your life great. No, it won't. It'll make you want to kill yourself because those people are the fucking worst. Don't do it. I'll cut us off. I'll make you listen to Pod, <laughs> Pod Save America. Is he not merciful, this five-star general? You can hear all about how great working for Obama was and how great the Obama years were and how we all want the world just to be like the West Wing. Oh, you'll go insane. You'll go insane without us. And then you'll be thanking us. Then you'll be thanking us. But it'll be too late. It'll be too fucking late. Too late. You hear me? Too late. Think while you can. (laughs) How ominous and threatening. (laughs) Think while you can. Happy holidays. (laughs) Happy holidays. (laughs) I really am going to approach Thanksgiving this year like that. Absolutely. Think while you can and thank you. (laughs) God, Ted Cruz won by like two points. They'll con- surely they can test that. As much, I guess, voter suppression that is going around, yeah. you at least recount. Hopefully. Not that they'll find I mean, any more. I don't even know if they can recount in Georgia. It's fucked up as it is. Can they even count it? Like it's going to take them what a day or two just to get all those paper ballots at the place? How does it, how do voting machines arrive without power cords? Um, other because- than voter suppression. Yeah, because one of the people running is one of the people in charge of uh, the voting system. But how would you even conceive of getting away with that? We have all the social media now. Like, everyone knew about it. (laughs) Yeah, well, everybody knows about voter suppression all the time. They don't do anything about it. Like, this is the United States. We have voter suppression. Like, we don't have fair elections. I mean, that goes beyond gerrymandering. Well, even before that, weren't, weren't they trying to, like, purposefully... They were throwing out, like absentee balance or something in that particular county. Yeah, they were doing everything they could. The voting machines are, are saying the wrong name. Like, all kinds of weird shit is happening. Georgia, get your shit together. Yeah. Like, we need to fucking completely redo all of our elections. We need to have uh, ranked choice voting, because that's the most democratic way to actually vote. Very true. It gets rid of all this. It, if we did that, then there would be no room for shitty Democrats again. Ever. Would there be room for anyone that was shitty? I mean, because at that point, I mean, sure, it would take us a few generations, I guess, to get those people out. But, Not well, much. politics, oh, money out of politics, too, straight up. Because everybody got to vote for the person they wanted most and the person they wanted the second most and the person they wanted last. You get rid of all that shit. You get rid of all of the fucking, oh, you can't vote for the progressive Democrat um, because they, they may not win in a general election. No, you just vote for whoever you want and vote for the other Democrat second place. Dunzo. No more Hillary Clintons, no more Kamala Harris's, no more Cory Booker's, no more Joe Biden's, no more Joe Manchin's, no more Joe Donnelly's. Goodbye to all of you. Someone should go down to Georgia, though, right? At that point, you go down and be like, okay, look, 
besides all the stuff that we need to do to make oh, everything who's, more who's, democratic. Who's going to go down, Alex? Who's going to go down? Is Donald Trump going to go down? Is Mike Pence going to go down? Is uh, is Paul Ryan going to go down? Someone's got to go down. Who's Someone has to down? take it to them and be like, what the hell's going on? Who? Well, at this point, would the FBI get involved? The FBI? The FBI. The most right-wing Republican crew-cut asshole organization, like the super cops? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to go down. They don't love this. Yeah, yeah, sure. The FBI. The FBI. If I was in Georgia, I would be fuming. I would be beyond yeah. mad. That's when riots yeah. start. Burn it down. Guillotines. Georgia annexes itself, and it becomes a feudal land. Or maybe, uh, not a feudal land, but yeah. Definitely get the guillotines out. Yeah, absolutely. Storm the courthouse at that point. Yeah, kill them all. Fuck it. Like, no. We don't have fair elections in this country. Like, we haven't for a while, but now it's really bad. Now we're a third world country. Now we're no different than Iraq. That's the sad truth. Yeah. I mean, voter suppression has to be... Is it really worse now? Like, imagine when we were younger, we just didn't know about it, and there was no way to really, I guess share it as much as it is now because again it happened in georgia and i we instantly knew about it like there was no delay there was no hey this happened it's and people blatant. questioning it it's like it just now it's blatantly well it's we're, e- we're able to see it more now like i wonder if it was more blatant before and it just was unreported or underreported because we didn't have I, the ability to, to do what we do now be completely it's, connected it's possible but at the same time there also wasn't a black woman running that's another part so there wasn't as much as much need for them to do it so gross fuck you georgia yeah and friends in these dark times since the daylight savings have begun um are ended i never i don't know which one it is it's dark more now it's great and the season of the whole people is upon us Make sure that you think while you can. And make sure you thank me, a four-star general with a Congressional Medal of Honor and a Purple Heart, a true hero. I was waiting for another. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome for my service. <laughs> thank yous and your welcomes. What Thanksgiving is all about? Mm, very true. You're welcome, and you're welcome to another helping of stuffing. <laughs> Thanksgiving's the best. Watch the dog show. Um, so th- literally the day after Halloween, um, uh, I think Emily went to the the gym to uh, to run because it's cold outside and she can't run outside. And me and Vera were home, just hanging out. And it was before we went to the library. I thought we got some time to kill. I don't really have any Thanksgiving specials. I guess I'll just put on a Thanksgiving Day parade from YouTube. <laughs> nice. So we watched a little bit of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade from last year. And yes, uh, dog show. the dog show made it into the beginning. There was like an opening musical act. And what's his name? The guy who does the dog show. John O'Hurley. Was, was in it with his dog. And he was nice. dancing with his dog. It was interesting. I love to dance with my dog and then write a poem about it. Ah, little dog, dancing with me in the parade. Can anyone be as happy as me dancing in the parade? <laughs> so, all right. The joke. Now we all know from the dog show that he, 
him and his co-host will often just like look at that dog uh, like just like in a very like mm. oh, do you see the legs on that thing like just perfect Good. look at the body Good. on that dog uh, amazing so sexy dog in this opening musical routine it's like an original thanksgiving song and at one point i think it says something along the lines of grab your girl or grab your guy but when it says grab your girl it goes to him and he's in camera and he brings on to uh like into the frame his dog and he says grab your he looks over and says girl and he arches his eyebrows and i'm like to no <laughs> that's a little uh, too basically close. what i'm saying is uh, I often confuse my pet dog for uh, an amorous female. I hold her tenderly near me, and I think, ah, ah, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Look at a dog like that seeing a man like me. (laughs) Do you think a dog like this could love a man like me? I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. A poem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, O'Hurley. 